Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday night, preview night of Miami week. We're two days away from the game. Actually, right now, 48 hours from now, um, the team will be playing. Hopefully playing well, but we'll see. I am TJ Pittenger alongside every week, Richie Barnes. And it is game day attire. Look at that. Freddie Stevenson, national champion, number 23 in the program, but number one in your hearts, fullback out of Florida State. And joined by a a somewhat special guest. Um, What? Very special. Come on, TJ. Put some some respect (laughs) on his name, man. Slap him around, Uh, Barnes. Unbelievable. (laughs) Disrespect off the jump. A fantastic guest. Probably the most esteemed guest we've had on Double Prize Law to start. Uh, (laughs) Trey Rowland with the mustache and all. How's it going, Trey? Oh, feeling like a million bucks, guys. Glad Glad to be back. Richie. The super producer has blossomed into a super co-host. You guys are doing great work. Thanks for letting me uh, leech on like a, like a remora fish on the belly of a great white podcast. I appreciate that. It's the uh, I miss the Cocoa Beach football jersey in the background every week, man. That's uh, I, I was what used up? to that for so long. It's good to That's see it right. again. The best center in Cocoa Beach mid-2000s football history, Trey Roland, a high honor. So, what up, Freddie? Double fries, no slaw. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Um, You can visit both their locations at eighteen eighteen West Tennessee Street, twenty five fifty North Monroe, and don't order coleslaw because that's trash. Um, Let's jump right into it. Um, We we were a little bit behind. I had an event that I was at that ran a little bit long, um, and then Richie took his sweet time getting on here too. So um, I'm going to blame him for at least two minutes of the delay. I'll take um, it. <laughs> we're going to add in Trey. We're starting off right off the bat doing our pickums for um, around around college football, just kind of all over. So I'm going to add in this week's winner, Mike Ogburn. He is a Patreon, a supporter of the show. You can go to patreon.com slash double fries pod. Uh, Mike won the pick last week. And so he gets to pick the games with he's our, I hate to just steal stuff from college game day, but I assume that like, they're not watching. So whatever, like he's our <laughs> guest picker. Um, there no headgear here. Um, the only headgear is, is Trey's and uh, those, I guess Freddie does have headgear on too, but, um, okay. very good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've got Mike on Mike. Thank you for your support and congrats on winning last week. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Richie, can you very quickly recap last week's picks? Um, tell us how we all did, including, um, well, we kind of messed it up last week, but we'll get to the other. We have another guest picker for the other part, but recap last week's picks real quickly and let's go through these and then we'll get the Storm Surge guys on. Yeah. So I don't have everybody, but the picks last week, if you remember them, that CBS is just kind of quirky, but um, Duke was favored by four and a half. Do you guys remember what you picked on that one? I took Boston College. I got that. All right. right. All right. Yeah. I took Duke in. Oof. Oh, man. That was bad. Um, Baylor, Richard, uh, Freddie, do you remember who you put, picked? I think I said Duke. Yeah, the, then we picked um, we picked Baylor-Houston. That game was postponed. Uh, one game I know I got on both of you guys. Uh, I picked Notre Dame to cover the 26 and a half. And, man, I, it made me feel good about that pick, but it did not make me feel good about a few weeks from now. That's a fat <laughs> spread, Barnes. Way to drop your nuts on the table. <laughs> 26 and a half. My hey, God. My, hey, look hey, at Mike's. Smiling about that it nut was, reference. Crazy I mean, son of a 50, gun. Was it 52 to zero? Like, my God. Ew, that was, uh, that, they're they're going to put three men in the box this year when they play us. I just see oh, it no. coming. Oh, no. 
Um, <laughs> and then we, uh, I think we all took UCF to cover the seven and a half against Georgia Tech, which they easily did. I actually took Georgia Tech there. Just did you? Spitefully. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's so two for on Richie, you. one for me, one for Freddie. <laughs> um, Louisville, I, I took Louisville to cover the two and a half. They did not. Um, we all took, I think we all took Louisville there. Okay. And then the man, this game was wild. I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to actually watch it, but I took Wake uh, plus two and a half against NC State. NC State wins the game. Bailey Hawkman actually looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, th- so they won that game. Do you guys remember who you had on that one? I think I took Wake. Can I pause you guys for a second? I love the uh, I love the process of doing a full multi-game pick'em where nobody writes down any of the results and it's all based this on is... memory from the week before. It's very bold strategy. <laughs> this is Richie's. Th- I, this is Richie. This is on Richie. Hey, you this can blame. His- oh wait, I I was I I was just able to find it, so I have everybody's. Picture. Oh, of course but you are. Our, our special guest, Mike. Man, he got four of the five right. The only one he did not get was Louisville, but he got Boston College, Notre Dame, UCF. Mike and- wasn't the. Wait, wait. Mike wasn't the picker. He he did over unders last week, and it wasn't Mike anyway. It was like, it was somebody else. No, it was Mike it was- this week. Come on, TJ. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he won. I mean, he won the pick. <laughs> what are you talking about? He got, he got the, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's on the he show with us picker. right now. <laughs> so how many did so how many did me and you and Freddie get? Because we got to move on from yes, this. Yes, TJ or uh, Trey, I, I clearly downgraded my uh, podcast. Uh, oh, you're fine, buddy. I enjoy it. I'm just a just no, a but uh, so I, I had two. TJ had two. And did you enter your picks, Freddie? You didn't enter your picks, Freddie. Damn it, Freddie. Looks right. like Freddie had one or two, so. But we all lost to Mike. If you add all us together, anyways, Mike beat all of us, and he's here with us today. So good job, Mike. Thank you. So what do we got this week? Rapid fire through these. I'll write these down since Richie doesn't know. Since Richie won't. Well, CBS is supposed to do it, but here we go. Um, so I had Notre Dame Wake Forest. That game was postponed. Um, the next game is Auburn favored by seven and a half against Kentucky. I'm I'm on Auburn here. What do you guys think? I got Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. Auburn. Mal's on. We'll go Auburn. All right. Oh. Uh, the next one, our, our friends to the uh, to the southeast a little bit. Uh, Florida favored by 14 and a half against Ole Miss. Um, first year coach, no spring. We, we saw what they did to Florida State. I, I'm, I love Lane Kiffin, but I, I think Florida covers that one. Uh, Ole Miss me, based on principle. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's first week, so you never know what's gonna happen. I'll tell you, Ole Miss. Man, it pains me to say it, but I, I'm gonna go with the Gators. This is why Mike wins because he doesn't pick with his heart. <laughs> I picked UCF and or I picked USF and Georgia Tech based on my heart. Like I knew those weren't gonna happen, and Louisville. And I mean, that's why I missed three because I can't get. I'm too emotional. Offenses uh, are weird in week one. Joey Freshwater is going to beat the spread and just he's going to go hit on some hit on some uh, co-eds down in Oxford after the Let's game, go. breaking COVID <laughs> protocols and maybe getting fired. All right. So the, the next three are all ACC action, including the Florida State game. But we'll oh, start God. with our our friends from week one, uh, Georgia Tech. They are favored by seven and a half heading to the Carrier Dome that does not have air conditioning in Syracuse, New York. Um, I'm going with Jeff Sims. That's the, I like that guy, man. I, I got to go with Georgia Tech here. I did the same. Yeah, I'm going to say Georgia Tech. Yeah, GT all the way. 
Cuse, weird, gross sweat box, upstate New York. <laughs> um, Sims is going to throw like three interceptions. It's just going to be a weird one. It doesn't make sense, but this happens in college football a lot. Babers bounce back. Cuse is going to cover, but lose. All right. And we, we head to a, um, a, I guess we'll call it a top 25 matchup since the Big Ten's not in the rankings right now, but Pitt 21, Louisville 24. Louisville is a two and a half point dog at Pitt. I like Louisville outright, so I'm, I'm riding with uh, the Cardinals here. I can't remember who I picked in the like when I filled out my picks on Tuesday. So, but I think I took Louisville, so I'll I'll stick with that. But oh, I do reserve the right. Like if if on CBS, like the picks are already locked in. <laughs> oh, on CBS, I took Pitt. Then we're gonna flip that. Like whoever I pick, because I mean I'm gonna just go with what CBS said. So yeah, um, yeah I've got. But I think I picked Louisville. Freddie, sorry I cut you off. Until Louisville shows me they know how to defend a simple stretch play. <laughs> And um, swing route. Oh, man, um, I'm gonna take Pitt, man. Yeah, that was so bad last week. I'll go Cardinals. I'll go Cardinals. I go I mean, sorry, Mike. I mean, sorry about that. You go, Mike. You're, good, Matt. You're fine. Um, no, I, I'm gonna go with Louisville. I mean, I think they put up a bunch of yards. I think Tutu Atwell has a big game. You know, I mean, Louisville. And then the last one, obviously, our game. Um, at the time uh, when we made the pick them, so CBS, they, they revert to early in the week. So it's 10 and a half points by me favored. I think it's 11 and a half if you go right now. And uh, I'll get more into this later, but I'm taking Florida State here. Yeah, I think we've established that I don't pick um, correctly and I pick with my heart. So go Noles. Hey, you see what I'm wearing. That, what, which way, <laughs> what, hey, it's on me. Noles, let's go. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, that was the reason why I lost the Miami pick week one is I couldn't bring myself to pick them. I mean, Noel's all the way. <laughs> Go ahead, Trey. Hang up on Trey right now. <laughs> Listen, Florida State's going to play better. They're going to play much better than they get. They did against Georgia Tech. Miami might not be as good as their record, but I still I feel like a 13 point uh, victory for Miami. So I'll unfortunately go with the, uh, the the Diaz boys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, so silent after I said it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, all you got to do is pick us to win against the spread. You don't have to get us winning the game, bro. <laughs> um, all right. So that's it. Um, what, uh, Mike, I, Tell us a little about yourself, a little bit how you started following Florida State, and then um, give us your score prediction and what you think happened Saturday. You don't have to be a super big homer. We're not going to kick you off. Well, we are going to kick you off after this either way. But, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and then, you know, where where you see the game going down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm a lifelong Florida native. Um, you know, my mom graduated from Florida State. So, I mean, of course, that's the way I went. Been going to games since – I think my first game was back in 92 and been to a game almost every single year since um about the game on saturday i mean you know and i'm sure you guys are going to talk about it later but freddie's been talking about a lot i mean i think our d-line comes out energized i mean those guys are good you know they looked kind of bad against gt i think big marv's the leader i think they come out energized and i think it comes down to special teams you know i mean i saw we put Corey wren uh back to return some some kicks so I think maybe that might make a difference. John, so with it, man. I hope you're right. Um, 
I, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't Fair think enough. the same thing's gonna happen. But I hope I hope you're right and I'm wrong. Like I'm I'm totally to the age now where I'm I'm okay being wrong. It happens more often than not. So um I'm totally with that. Um are you uh I, I have looked, are you gonna make it up? I know this year is weird. Are you gonna make it up to any games this year or anything like that? No, um, so this year, well, I'm taking care of my mom, who's like older and whatnot. So we gave up our tickets this year and just, you know, donated the money to the athletics department. Hopefully next year looks better. So I wish we could. This will be the first year in, God, a decade that I won't have gone to at least one game. So bummer. But, you know, this whole year has kind of been that, you know. Yeah, for sure. This game's kind of, or this year's kind of a, a good year to miss. So are the last couple, but I feel you. Also, I love your shirt. I wore that same shirt to work today. So it's that's fantastic. a heck of I found it on the sale rack at Lids Locker Room. So, wow, nice. I hit 30. I can't pass up a good sale. So, absolutely. You have anything for Richie or Freddie before we get, get you out of here, man? I appreciate you hanging out for a minute. No, nah, man, you guys are good. I'm going to listen to the uh, rest of y'all's pod while I watch my Jags hopefully whoop up on the Dolphins. Appreciate it, man. For sure. Appreciate you coming home. Go Knowles. Absolutely. Go Knowles. Bye, Mike. Have hey. a good one. Take it Thanks, easy, man. guys. Um, all right, you guys have anything else before we add these storm surge guys? I've got two in the waiting room right now, and then we'll see if the others join. But if not, we'll have a less crowded. Uh, I Who mean, are the two? Is Ricky? There's no way Ricky's in the waiting room, right? He's like late for everything. <laughs> he was a he was a just a diva to deal with on the roll cast last year. Is is Ricky in the waiting room? Ricky is not in the waiting room. I, just, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mariah Carey from like 1995. Everything's on Ricky's time. Let's see if you guys can guess who are the two in the waiting room right now. Oh, be crap. Kevin Crow. Wait, does the does the producer count? Crow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So Kevin Carp. He's yeah. a fish, not a bird. Good good calls there. Um uh, yeah, I don't think Crow's coming until later. Um oh, oh anyway. Ooh. Oh surprise. Oh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Trey, I need to apologize, man. We had Greg Jones last night and it's oh, dude, that one hurts. You know he's like my white whale. I, just, I know. I know, man. He might have been the only – like, I was pretty good when we interviewed, like, Florida State players on not being just, like, a big, dumb idiot fan. And, like, oh, Oh, remember the time when you, like, scored the touchdown? Wasn't that cool? I would have done that with Greg Jones. Trey also? Wow. The Carp! What's up, Magic Carp? How you doing? Good man, I had no idea you were you were going to be here. It's a welcome surprise. We had You're not going to leave now, are you? No, please. With that mustache, who's not going to go for a ride? Oh, you're a good guy. I always liked you, Carp. We I had to like bring it. in reinforcements this week, you know, just, but you know, we're a double digit underdog had to, had to bring in the whole, it's a blast from the past. Now I feel, now I feel that we are, uh, we are undermatched too. This is the first time that you guys have had five and we've had three. No, no, we just oh, have four. I mean, man. Harlan's Look here. At but you. I got it. I got rings. it. That it's was good. The rings. <laughs> that was a good joke. Dang, I missed it too, but Harlan's not really, he doesn't count. Like he's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ouch. Oh it. shit! Wow, you, you did. Oh man, I, I had facial expression. Go to those up, boys. Um, we have Anthony Karpinski, better known as Carp, and five six one Kev. Kev from Storm Search Pod and the Big Three Roll Up. Kev, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm outstanding. How are you? I'm very good. Um, I saw your Dolphins just scored. You don't have to do video, but if you do, we are live on video, so it just looks better than Kev Robbins on the thing. But it's totally up to you. Oh no! Oh. I want you to see me. He's got the Very Duffy's good. internet. We, I just, you're just settings to say no video, so it seems like you're, you guys are an anti-video uh, production. But I see how yeah, we're going YouTube live, so it makes sense. Just make sure we're not recording right now, right? 
Yeah. We are. No, oh, we're, we're live. We are live. We're all the way live. Oh, so you got those jokes Welcome on air, too. To That's the big great. leagues, champ. That was a good joke. I'll clip that for you guys tomorrow. <laughs> um, this this is a Willie Taggart show. No walkthroughs. We just we just go right to it. I didn't realize oh, you guys are lies it, off it, rip. Oh, no. Give me some consent every once in a while, Florida State. So what do you know? Oh, okay. oh man. <laughs> oh God. Uh, that one didn't. Trey, how you doing, Trey? Ev, what's up, my dude? Hanging out, man. How are you? Good? Oh, I'm hanging in there, my friend. I'm hanging in there. The Dolphins <laughs> doing okay? Yeah, he scored like with ease on the first drive. Like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> That's it. Just for, it's a W. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to, like, watch Sports Center or anything tomorrow. I just assume they won all day. No, no need to watch a highlight. It was a clear victory. There's no teams ever come back from 7 nothing. Well, it, it won't be a Miami game until Chris Thompson carries the ball 90 yards for a touchdown to, uh, oh, here in a man, few seconds. It may, like but, I mean, they're already on the 40-yard line, so maybe the next drive. Hey, they'll so call that, it back and he'll run it back again. That's that's what he does against Miami. James oh, Robinson, man. unbelievable. I don't even never even heard of this guy before, and he's just dominating fantasy of waiver wire pickups. What's up, y'all? Big weekend. Big, big weekend. Speaking of, so I don't think there's gonna be a lot of defense in that game. Um, let's jump right in. Well, now let's back up. Let's back up. Tell I mean, we're live, and a lot of people kind of know who we are, but tell tell the guys about your podcast. Um, there, there are actually two more members that I, I, I'm keep watching the waiting room. But I don't see the other guys. Um, but tell the guys about your podcast, anybody that's like watching or listening in and we'll start there. Please Kev, the, the brain of the uh, operation, please. Yeah. So, um, I am best known for my work on the big three roll up. Um, the big three roll up is the conglomerate of Florida state, Miami and Florida, and then we all kind of branched off. So we got Stadium and Gales of Florida, and then Storm Surge um, is the Miami pod. And you guys are the, the FSU pod. Uh, formerly Trey was the FSU pod. So we're the Miami pod. Um, it's me, Carp, Gabby, who now works for 247 Sports. He's going to run inside the U. And then Ricky. Uh, Ricky's like the super viral fan who gets kicked out of his own stadium. Um, <laughs> And energy so guy us yeah he's our energy guy so it's us and you know we've had some we've had dj williams and dj dallas and amon richards and um we we just had lance leggett recently who is Shout out fucking, boy lance. lance leggett is amazing bro he, he's funny like he's gonna he came on the roll up too um and we really want to talk football but we ended up talking about like his chevy and um, how he's fashioned to Marcus Van Dyke. Like, this is pretty much what we talked about. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we do the Miami thing, and then we just cover the games uh, before they happen, as they happen, and uh, we do a lot of recruiting. That's just kind of what we're into. And, um, and a couple of laughs in between. And a couple of laughs in between, and then Carp talks about the NFL for two minutes an episode. <laughs> yeah. The NFL rundown longest. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a, it's mostly like Celsius caffeine and a large gambling addiction. So it's a, it's a great combination, but you don't go broke uh, making a profit. That's what they say. I, I asked our uh, producer Harlan uh, to give me some NFL news week one and he shit on Tom Brady. So I, I told him he's not allowed back on the podcast anymore. Oh, got to defend our new Lord and savior, Tom, huh? Exactly, wow. man. Hey, we, I mean, jump ship like so fast with, his Lord and Savior Jameis to jump ship. I'm a uh, Bucks like, fan. Come on, I guess that's our quarter. You're a no first, right? Like you're a no first. I, they won the the Bucks won the Super Bowl on my birthday, so that 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 
hold some. So weight. you're not an old first. I'm an old first. Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but um, that doesn't make him a Jameis guy first. No, I like Jameis. Well, I love Jameis. He, I'm a big. He's Jameis. already wrung the towel of like the Jameis wins. Now he has I, a Botox Tom Brady god, and he is um, living in Derek Jeter's you know home away from home. It's pretty no. amazing. So Freddie, Tom Freddy does. T- does Tom do Botox? I feel like he does like hyperbaric chambers. And Have like, you seen his yeah. like stem cells and stuff? He's like now he's like a he's into like weirdo acupuncture, right? He's like a witch oh, doctor. He's guy. into a lot of weirdo shit for yeah. sure. Well, I, I feel like yeah. Trey and uh, TJ would love this. The Bucks released a video today. It was called Tommy and Gronky, and they were just reading dad jokes, and it was amazing. <laughs> like the content you would never get in New England. Yeah, oh, I think mean, that's, yeah, nice. that's not James. Jameis probably has better dad jokes if we're keeping it a block. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke. I'm just trying to play to the, um, but you guys have been going, it's been about a year now, or it's been a little more than a year. You guys, have you hit your one year yet? A little year. Time seems like it's all the same. Our subscriptions and shit. Yeah. We were like a July. uh, We might've been like a July last year because we timed it out with a pretty good uh, like breakdown. We do typically in the off season, a preview every week, position by position and go over over some other small details. But uh, yeah, it's been a little over a year and a half, but it feels like it's been uh, like four years between what 2020 provided and, you know, being a Miami fan. It's a hell of a combination. I was going to say, it's tough to welcome Gabby to the show. Gabby, thank you for being a little bit delayed, but not, not too terrible. Dude, he's fucking from Miami. What do you expect? It, it's, it's in my heritage to be late to everything. <laughs> this is the clearest I've ever heard your voice. I don't know if like. because he's got, got two up. microphones. He's got the thing <laughs> at the side and then he's double speaking mic. into like a, like a 1940s double, radio d- mic. D- hey, this is Gabby's double mic, no static. What is that? That's the thing. Yeah. Like Winston Churchill made speeches in World War II with that. What is, that's a ball on a stick. That's not that's a real. Snowball. Blue ball. Yeah, that's, a, that's a Yeti snowball. I like it. It looks like the fan I have clipped on my Peloton bike. Like this is this is this is the best. We almost went three Long. minutes without fucking TJ talking about his Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, nice oh. microphone. I have one attached to my Peloton, and you'll find. <laughs> They're biking the virtual Alps. <laughs> tie that back in. Um, <laughs> all right, so good stuff. So we'll get kind of into it. So we'll, before we kind of get into this game, I want to just kind of go around the horn. And, I mean, this can just be one moment. We got a lot of guys, so this will take a minute. But what is your – like, if you have two, that's fine, but make it quick. But, like, what, what are your favorite memory or memories from the rivalry – you know, it can be recent. It can be as a kid. Just what you know. We'll start with. I don't care who starts. Let's just go around the horn. Freddie, you played. So, what's your 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 memory is going to be better than all of ours anyway? But what's your favorite uh, moment of the of the FSU Miami rivalry? Um, I probably say in 2014 where we made that big comeback. That's probably the best one out of the rivalry for me. Um, did you? We were down the whole time, right? Like, so we're throwing the ball a ton. I mean, Dalvin, you know, ended up running it in, but. Did you play a lot that game or was it more since we were going so pass heavy? Did you not play much? Like we were on the field. There? I, play, sorry, I, play, I, I played a good amount of all the Miami games, but yeah, most of the Miami games when we got down, it was pass heavy. Gotcha. Um, who's next? Uh, we can go back and forth. Gabby, it's yours. Okay. Um, my, my, I guess my favorite memory, I guess my most, like my fondest memory uh, when I was a kid, it was actually going to be my first ever UM game. Like I can't remember how old I was, but I'm also supposed to get, go to the game. My dad, my brother, for some reason, my dad couldn't go. So he gave a, the tickets to his friend. But the the incentive there was that he had to take his son. 
So I ended up getting like robbed of a Miami ticket and it ended up being, I forgot if it was wide, I think it was wide right three or something like that. Like it was in the orange bowl and uh, Jeremy shock. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but I ended up missing like one of the best Miami FSU games of all time. So that's probably, it's, it's, it's my fondest memory, but it's also kind of sucks. Was that 2002? Am I thinking of that? Maybe right? I was young. I, I was like literally a kid. Like I honestly like couldn't probably couldn't even remember that time, but I remember that specifically because my brother still tells me about it all the time. Yeah. Um, Kev. Now mine, I was probably 13, 14 years old. Florida state won like a few in a row and, um, Santana Moss returns a punt, has a big game. It's the big-time players make plays in big-time games, and he's crying on the sideline. And um, that's when, like, like my favorite player of all time went from, like, Dan Marino to, like, a hurricane. So, like, Santana, Ed Reed, like, these guys. You know what I'm saying? The big-time players step up in big-time games. Just to Santana, and he said that shit on our pod, like, a few times. Like, that's got to be. I think that was 2000, maybe. Oh, yeah, it was the year that we beat Florida State. Florida State yeah. somehow got into the national championship over Miami and ended up going out and scoring two points against Oklahoma. Or Miami BCS. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't remember. Uh, Josh Heupel. Uh, so, I mean, there's been a lot of great moments in the rivalry, at least recently. I mean, you got the Jalen Ramsey game, Demarcus Walker's block, Nigel Bradham's hit. Those are probably – but the most memorable one for me, you always remember the, the games when you were a kid. So I think it was the 2001 Miami game. Miami was ranked number one, I believe. And it was like the Greg Jones, like, beast game. Like, Greg Jones tried to will that team to victory so much. I think they jumped out to a lead. He was just running all over Miami. And then my- – Miami came back in the same way that I feel like they always do big play to the tight end. And I'm not sure if it was shocky or Winslow at the time, maybe both like the tight end position was loaded in screens. I don't know as a Florida state fan, every time I'd see a Miami screen, like I would just like shit all over my pants. Like it would be because <laughs> you know, it's going for 30 or 40. Then Xavier Badia misses the kick just because that was a game that I didn't think we had a chance of winning. I was like a, got 13 year old kid at the time really really amped up and we lost so my most memorable moment is a loss and that that game dude just one of those ones that crushes you as a kid you just bring all the negativity like i've even been a little bit of a homer tonight but like your huh? favorite moments a loss you already picked them like my most memorable one I, listen my my uh, most favorite I, moment is probably 2013 when we beat them by four touchdowns oof, but that's kind of eh. i'm saying my most memorable being honest i was there for that i was in dope for that oof. Yeah, if you I was remember in for it both was of your guys memories halftime. it was close at halftime duke had 90 yards he broke his it ankle. was 14 yeah it was 14 21 James I'm kind of picks. like talking. I'm talking a little bit of shit in the fucking. I was in the student section, joke. and so then um, then it feels like on the first drive, we got into like a little scuffle. They got a little scuffle on the field, mm-hmm. and James just like did like that fucking Cam Newton gif where he's just like, "All right," and then it was fixed. <laughs> it was over. Then, then, okay. then he okay. started scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. <laughs> Those were the days at the time of that game. Florida State was the largest favorite in vegas history of a top 10 matchup at 27 points and they covered and like wow. well, we kind of knew i like, missed those I, days i missed those I days right in, i sat in um uh pro player joe robbie or whatever the hell it's called now dolphin <laughs> stadium the week before that and saw a struggle with a bad wake forest team like barely beat wake forest and and i still made the drive because we were number seven and 
it's like anything could happen. I was like the kid from uh, Angels in the Outfield. Like it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Um, Richie. Yeah, man. I I guess the one uh, one that really stands out to me, um, and there's there's more than a few, uh, but the 2008 game really because I was uh, I was working with the scout at the time, so I was in the press box for the first three quarters down on the field in Miami, and it was pouring rain. Uh, that game, especially in the fourth quarter, but it was awesome. Florida State won that game. I think Christian Ponder ran for like 150 yards. Uh, after the game, I remember being on the field and Miami fans were so mad. They're throwing a water bottles at Preston Parker and he's picking them up and drinking them like in front of the people that are throwing them at him. It's, um, not, always, it's not always yeah. water, seems, man. That's a bold fucking dangerous. choice. That's hey, yeah. dangerous. Hey, th- th- this is pre <laughs> this is pre COVID. So I, I guess he felt, you know, <laughs> this is piss, he, bro. he's from the area, <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool. Like it, like I said, I just remember being drenched. I was at, in like, not dress clothes, like khakis and a button down. But still, it, it sucked. But seeing the game, winning that one, uh, just being there and staying at a, a buddy's house as a huge Miami fan at the time, it, it made it all that much sweeter. So, yeah, 2008 for sure. 2013, obviously. Uh, 20, or 2009 was rough because that was my senior year. That's when Jarman Fortson drops the ball in the end zone. Miami wins. There's been so many good memories of this rivalry, both for the good and the bad, no matter which side you're on. True. It's better, it's yeah, better when the games are fun. Up. Oh, Ricky's here. Very good. It's it's also better when your team wins. Um, it is better. Which has gone back wins. and forth quite a bit. Ricky's here. We'll see how how good I is Ricky's know, but Ricky. You gotta jo- you gotta oh, join like video. It's uh, you gotta press a little button to, to make sure we can I, see your face. I hope he has better internet than uh, Cromarty did a few weeks ago. What was that? Did he have did he have bad internet? Oh, he was on. He uh, made way too much money to boost mobile or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Ricky, hit that uh, video button so we can see your beautiful face, and then tell us, um, tell us what your favorite moment of the rivalry is. You just got to you. You hear me? Yes. Yeah. Now we can. Yep. Oh, there you go. There he is. My favorite oh, moment. Man. My favorite moment of the rivalry. Yeah. Oh, shoot. was that two thousand one when Jeremy Shocker caught that touchdown pass to put us up? That was Big also Trey's. That was yeah, also yeah, Trey's. Yeah, Trey. Memorable. Most memorable. <laughs> hey, Ricky, nice of you to join us, by the way, man. You the only person with stuff going on? Got two kids, man. I don't have time for this nonsense. I'm just kidding. I love you, dude. I miss you. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably 13, but that's been said. But I was at the game in 2016. That's actually the first time I met Kev, I believe. Um. And, uh, man, I, I did not think Florida State had a chance in that game. We've talked about that at nauseum on here, like coming off a bad North Carolina loss. Or was it Louisville? I don't, I don't remember. One of the two. But coming off a bad loss, those were the two pretty awful losses that year. And I didn't think Florida State had a chance in that game. And I thought Jimbo called a good game. I thought that, um, you know, we made a couple of plays when we had to. The defense really showed up. And then obviously, you know, kind of winning on a, on a walk-off block is, is kind of unheard of. Um, then when Florida State got the ball back, I remember Jimbo calling on that third down when when y'all were y'all stuffed us on the first two runs. Jimbo called like a rollout for Francois, um, and I really haven't seen that since in a, in any situation similar. But like even just down to that, like I thought Jimbo called such a good game for a team that needed a good game to be called, and that one was a lot of fun. So um, fun reliving the the rivalry. Like I said, it, it's always fun. Um, 
when the two teams get together or more time, more often than not. I mean, I'll tell you for the first, for the first half in 10 minutes, the 2018 game was pretty fun for us. I mean, it ended up sucking the way that it uh, finished up. But I mean, if, if, if any of us were neutral or, you know, obviously you guys like the way the game ended, but that was a really good game. I mean, it had everything you wanted, special teams, defensive plays, you know, a big comeback. So, I mean, that game was really, really good too. So, um, all right, but moving to this year. So I was going to ask about this and just kind of what you guys' thoughts are. Um, I've listened to your kind of prediction podcast right before the season started and, and heard what you guys predicted with the team and stuff. Uh, did the Louisville win? And you guys can go around the horn with that. Did it change much for you guys? Cause my outlook on my outlook on Florida state obviously got much worse after the Georgia tech game, but my outlook against on Miami, I don't think is much different. Like I think they're about as good as I thought they were right. Like I, I wasn't hugely swayed. I mean, Louisville, I think they had a lot of hype for no reason um and Miami beat the hell out of them last year so what are you guys' thoughts I and mean, that's not like a troller you trying to say Miami's not good I'm about to pick you guys big but like what were your thoughts after the Miami or Louisville game or you know how do you view the team after two games in so for me about the Louisville game and I I kind of told everybody to kind of pump the brakes on Louisville um this the Satterfield hype was a little weird I thought um Willie beat them twice. Manny destroyed them. Enos put up 50 on them. Um, but I know they're good offensively. Like, we know they're good offensively. Um, but what impressed me about Miami is um, they come out, they, they're up 14 at our 21 to six, our 20 to six at halftime. Louisville comes down, scores right away. And Miami teams of the past would have kind of folded, you know, after the defense gives up a long drive because they kind of, um, needed their defense to hold. So once their defense gave up a long drive, it was kind of deflation. For them to just come out and score right away and then score again and then put up, you know, that type of offense and not really playing that well, I didn't think. Six, seven drop balls, uh, touchdown pass drop, 12 penalties. So I don't think Miami played a great game. And they won. And just the mentality of the team, I think, is a little bit different. So I come away feeling better about them mentally, but they still have a lot of room, obviously, to grow. I mean, they play this week, and then they get a bye week, and they play Clemson. Like, they're not ready for Clemson, you know? So they got a lot of room to grow. So I feel better about them from a mentality standpoint than I did. Yeah. Um, Ricky Carp, Gab, anything you want to add there? I mean, you don't have to. I know it's all kind of the same question. Yeah, I would just say that we all had a relative expectation, but when you're a Miami fan, it's always slightly like exaggerated, right? We're like, oh, like this is the year we're going to go like nine and three. And like, <laughs> but we're, and we always end up at Every the same year. kind of spot. But like, but now this is the year that we're like, okay, it just it gets me a little bit more like, oh, that's actually an accurate statement or a real thing that you can forecast. Um, I think that. I said a lot of lies about Jaron Williams last year. So I'm just trying to hold my, I'm like the pessimist on the show. So like I said, a lot of lies about Jaron after Louisville. I said after the Florida loss, I said he was one of the best quarterbacks we've had this millennium. Um, so I'm just going to take it slow. And I, I'm, I'm taking, <laughs> dude, trust me when you're a Miami fan, it's a rough, like, trust me, a lot of lies. And you're the set. pessimist now, now, you know, hell, oh, my now. fucking heart is like, now it has reached a point where it's just like completely scorned over. But, um, 
like me, me and Ricky would always like at the games last year, like halftime, but like halftime vent sesh. Yeah. All right. Perfect. We literally just grab each other. We just talking. We just, cause we're sitting like one section away from each other and it would be like the most ridiculous. Like why the fuck is this happening right now? We said like, we've always said for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years of our lives that if Miami had the offense where just the quarterback could run and you get the ball to the fast guys, shit happens right now. We have in two games, we have proved that we have a quarterback that can run and he gets the ball to the fast guys. So if they can keep just doing that simple equation, I like it better a lot than years past. Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off what both of Kevin and um, Anthony were saying. Um, for the most part, um, it's just confirmation. Derek King is really good. Brevin Jordan is really good. Bubba Bolden is really good. Um, we still have some areas to improve on defense. Um, but like what Carp was saying, um, it's, it's very easy at Miami. You get a quarterback that can move and complete passes, get guys in open spaces, things happen. On defense, if you let, allow these guys to be athletes and get after the quarterback, good things happen. So this is the first year that I kind of feel like, you know, even after we had that 10-0 start, I, I, I never felt comfortable with that 10-0 start because every game was, like, closed. We're winning off of turnovers. But it's the first year I feel like if we win nine or ten games, it's like, okay, this is – it feels right. Because I feel like Manny finally made the change that he needed to make over the offseason. And I feel like we actually have a coaching staff this time around. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think they pretty much nailed it. I think I think all those guys just pretty much said everything I, I would have said. So definitely in agreement there. Gabby concurs. I concur. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. Um, but it, no, it does seem like I'm not trying to buy the hype and get cussed out by my own fan base, but it does seem like this is the year that if Miami just doesn't, you know, like blow it, it right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if they just, if, like you said, I mean, just the talent alone, right. Like they're more talented than every team they play, except for the team they play in three weeks. Right. Um, or two weeks. If, if you, you know, two and a half and, weeks. Right. And, so, and, we know and, and I think, I think if they score 35 every week, except for that game, that's enough. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at Pitt, their offense is terrible. Virginia's not good. NC State's not good. Virginia Tech, I you know, has COVID. You're going to you're going to the Lane Stadium. Yeah, but I mean by then you're going to the Lane Stadium without a crowd, right? And then you get yeah. Georgia Tech, who's not good. You get at Wake Forest, who lost their quarterback and not good. So the schedule really, really sets up well for Miami. Um, whereas I think the schedule sets up really, really poorly for Florida State, right? Like Syracuse and Boston College got taken off the schedule. And Notre Dame and North Carolina got added, right? Like that's oh, not wow. that's not great, you know. So um, I think it's a lot tougher for Florida State in that sense. So yeah, I mean, Miami in theory should go. What are we playing? Eleven games, ten and one. I would imagine there will be one game that Miami doesn't win. But I mean, nine and two would be really, really good. I mean, like yeah. that. Every team has one game that you you lose that you're not supposed to outside of like the Clemson's and Bama's and Ohio State's, right? And you know, nobody thinks Miami's on that level anyway, you know, so maybe Kane shades, Kane shades thinks you guys are on that level, but, um, so anyway, your thoughts on Richie, Freddie, Trey, do you have any thoughts on this Miami team? If it's different, if we're just setting ourselves up for failure and they're going to go six and five or like, what, what's going on with you guys? I Richie's just need big to, aggressive on the timeline. So I would love no, to hear this. I need to hear I, it. I, I, I just need to see more from Miami, like Louisville, half of Miami's yards against Louisville came on three plays where they didn't play defense. They like had three guys out there on the field. Um, I, Miami's the better team for sure. I'm, I'm not trying to say that, 
but that I need to see more. And I do think this Florida State defense has something that can slow them down. Like if it's the same defense we saw against Georgia Tech, Miami might score 50, but I, I think they'll make adjustments. Doesn't sound like Kando's going to be available. Doesn't sound like we'll have him. So those are two really big blows. Um, Derek King's a really good college quarterback. We wanted him at Florida State. We thought we were going to get him when we had Kendall Bryles, and I would love for him to be our quarterback this year. I, I'm just not sold on Miami. I need to see more, and uh, we'll we'll go from there, man. I, that Miami's not a good team. He lost four times as a double-digit favorite last year. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of happy we're an 11-point dog because if Manny doesn't know how to beat teams that he's favored by 10 or more points by. Yeah, um, I was watching the game last night. I mean, last week, Derrick King, he looks good. We knew that he was going to add a new dimension to the offense. And it is what it is. He's going to provide a challenge for us this week. Mm-hmm. I like the safety back there, Bolden. Y'all got some playmakers. Um, I like the tight end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a homer. I, I think this defense, man, they, they've been hearing all week, all these past two weeks, about that performance against Georgia Tech. So I think they'll come up, come out fired up, um, provide a few challenges early. Just depends on if this is that same team that gets punched in the mouth and folds. We'll see if they if they do that, then it'll get ugly. I'll put up some points on us, but if they show up and come ready to play four quarters, you never know in the rivalry game. We'll see. Uh, Trey, bring us back to reality. Um, <laughs> Miami's an enigmatic team, right? Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement with the hiring of their offensive coordinator, Rhett Lashley, the transfers that came in, both De'Aaron King and then Jared Williams, to kind of shore up that tackle position. But when you, when you take a look at this team, uh, specifically the or I guess uh, specifically the defense, I they've played well, but there are some spots of question. The cornerback depth to me is a little bit of, of a concern. I think you guys only have what is it like three or four scholarship cornerbacks. Good safety play from Bubba Bolden. I'm not really too sure what you get from the guy opposite of him. Uh, the defensive end, yeah. Well, I don't. I didn't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quincy Roach, obviously a very talented, very another talented transfer. Um, but that defensive line, there's some question marks there. You have the defensive tackle depth. Miami is, in, I think they've played better than their rating, but Miami is for the past couple of years had trouble at defensive tackle recruiting. You got Nesta Silvera, who was a, a surefire prospect, and then a bunch of kind of like mid three star guys, a couple from New York and New Jersey, and then just some unheralded dudes. Now, the thing that Miami's got in their favor is they play a very head. And then of course the, the talent on linebacker, right? That you've got Zach McLeod and then some other guys that are unproven, but you've got the benefit of a very, very, very good defensive coach in Manny Diaz. So even if you have some kind of talent deficiencies, some depth issues, Miami's defense is still an attacking defense by their DNA. Like whether they're as talented as they have been in years past and I don't think there's any argument that Miami's 2020 defense is not as talented as their 2019 defense. I just, I just don't think they are. Gregory Roussel, I talked about him, just, just terrifying, big ass Haitian dude, one million sacks against. Like, what up, Ricky? You know, you know what's up, Zell. So I just, I don't think they're as talented as last year. But a Manny Diaz coach defense, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to flow to the ball which is something that if you look at a team where there's probably more talented prospects on Florida State's defense, you can still see the hesitation from a lot of our linebackers and from the linemen where we may have we may have had better rated athletes on paper, but they don't attack and flow to the ball like Miami's defense. And then conversely on offense, 
Derek King gives you a, a whole new, a whole new, a whole new dimension. He runs really, really well. He hits the open receivers. I didn't watch the Louisville game. I watched a little bit of the UAB game. I still thought there was kind of some accuracy issues, which, I mean, that's kind of been the rap on Derek King, but he gets away with just the way that he breaks plays and just makes dynamic things. And he limits what you can do on defense. Cause you either have to, you have to put a spy that's relegated strictly to King duty. And he forces you to play a lot more zone defense because your cornerbacks and your safeties want to have want to want to be looking forward as opposed to man where they'd be running with the receiver. So he, you got to prepare for the guy dictates a lot of stuff that you can do on your defense. Now, one thing that's not in question, Brevin Jordan is a beast, just a phenomenal tight end. Definitely furthers the legacy of what Miami's done at the tight end position historically over the years. Will Mallory is a really nice compliment. I like the running backs. Obviously, Jalen Knighton uh, is Cameron Harris. I know he got hurt in the first game. Was Steve? Did he play against Louisville, or is he like he after ran for one thirty against Louisville? Also. Okay, so he's back. Another talented guy, really good vision. Jalen Knighton, obviously. Sorry, Florida State fans for PTSD. Another talented prospect. So a backfield that is just with the way that Rhett, Rhett Lashley runs that hyper tempo offense. Only a matter of time before those guys are going to break one. I do think, like on the defense, it's not all good. I think there's some question marks at the receiver position. Talented guys like Mark Pope, but inconsistent. Obviously, something. So, this is a good Miami team. I think we don't really know. It's only week two, small sample size. I think they're a good Miami team. I definitely know they have better assistant coaches than last year, um, and they benefit from a from a from a pretty manageable schedule. But there are areas to attack these guys where I don't think they've been tested fully this year. So I want to keep it with Trey real quick. Um, where does FSU – I know you mentioned some of these, but like not, not where it does because you just mentioned the, the positions. But how effective can FSU be – not winning the game, not, coming, not anything like that – in attacking sure. those deficiencies? Well, from the offense to the defensive standpoint, when you've got a very, very aggressive team um, with some inconsistencies, like at the linebacker position, it's all about generating hesitation, right? So how do you generate hesitation through RPOs, anything that'll get the play action fakes um, with a with a defense that likes to go kind of north to south, maybe kind of trying to stretch them horizontally to get some pause in them with screens off tackle runs, outside zones, maybe a little bit of the zone read game, things like anything that you can do to cause hesitation. What I'd like to see, and I don't know <laughs> that Florida State is capable of this, obviously James Blackman just is erect for the long ball. Just never seen somebody so rock hard at just throwing deep balls. I would like to see us take advantage of some of the crossing routes that we just got like prison shiv to death against Georgia Tech. Take some crossing routes. Get the linebackers flowing one way. Obviously, when you're dealing with a team where their defensive line, they have question marks, they're still better than our offensive line. Misdirection, things like that, window dressing, all going to be very important. Where, where you could attack Miami or where Florida State may have the edge. Uh, also, I think our receivers against their DBs, that depth is thin. I don't expect Florida, the Florida State's receivers performance against Georgia Tech was absolutely putrid. Just, just bourbon street garbage juice that's been fermenting for like the past like eight hours in that gutter right next to that homeless guy that plays the drums on top of the bucket. Just like one of the worst receiver performances I've ever seen. And I lived through Keith Gavin. I do not expect that to happen again. I think Miami's DBs 
can be taken advantage of over the course of the game, just through depth issues. Now on defense, I also think that Florida State's DBs match up very well against Miami's receivers. Where you're going to have an issue, and if I was Rhett Lashley, I would attack, attack, attack. I would attack the edges of the Florida State defense because without Joshua Kando, you don't have a just a presence on the edge to set the edge. So just runs to the outside over and over and over again. You've got linebackers, particularly senior linebackers like Emmett Rice and Leonard Warner, guys that they're, they're hitting the wrong gaps. They're playing, they're, they're, they're hesitating. Yeah. There's no, there's just no, it doesn't feel natural. Everything. There's always a, there's always like a second of like, Oh, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to do this. And he wrong gaps himself out of the play. So with a hyper tempo, with a hyper tempo offense, it's going to force our defense to make decisions faster and faster and faster. So I would like to see Adam Fuller, he had some success with pressures against GT. I want him to call a very aggressive game. I want to get Miami into second and 13, second and 14, third and 11. Get them some quick three and outs, which will in turn put stress on their defense, put stress on their positions where they don't have a lot of depth, and then help a sputtering kind of Florida State offense. Now, obviously, I just said a whole bunch of stuff, and I think I'm sweating because I don't know if I took a breath for air. Easier said than done. But there are ways to attack this Miami team it's just going to be tough boys. It's going to be, yeah, tough. I mean, there are, there are certainly best case scenarios um, in any game, right? Like Kev went in 2013, right. And you know, weird yeah, you guys happen. were better. You guys were better at 2013 than we are today. I'll say that. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's close, but um, I've been destroying you guys for like three straight days. I'm going to give you that one thing. The 2013 team is better than the 20. 20- 20 Miami team. Richie, I told you before we got on here that I was going to thank get you Kev to come around. <laughs> what a reasonable now. take. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate you saying that our national championship team that scored more points than anybody in history was better than Miami this year. All right, boys. And I hate to cut you but off. I, have I know you guys, I have to run. Pass. We won't talk about that shit. Trey, Trey, we, we need a prediction. Trey, Trey. score prediction before. You okay. Go. I got to run. Uh, so what I think, and guys, I, m- I miss hearing all your voices. Richie, oh, my super producer, just, just doing such great things. You guys are all doing great. Subscribe to the Patreon. Just eat yourself to death in Guthrie's chicken fingers. Support these guys. They deserve it. My storm search people, Ricky, you know, me and you are tight, bro. Like, I'm I'm the whitest. I'm a white Haitian. You're my guy. Miss you, we miss know. you, bro. Miss you, bro. Kev, wonderful people. The Carp Man, my favorite fish named producer ever in the history of the Big Three World Network. And Gabby. Mr. Two Mikes himself, Gabby Two Mikes. I love you too, man. Congratulations <laughs> on 24-7. What I see, I do think Florida State is going to play much better than they played against Georgia Tech. Miami is not going to play as good as they played against Louisville. They're going to be playing a better defense. So, oh, what? Florida State's still going to lose by more than they lost to Georgia Tech. I envision a like a close game going into halftime, maybe like – 17 to like 13 Florida state may even have the lead, but I do think Miami kind of pulls off like a 31 to like a 31 to 16, 31 to 17 victory about 13 to 14 points. Miami covers the spread. They pull away, but I think Florida state fans as much as you can in a loss, this is very loser bloody, but I think you still feel better going against your team because you're going to see upward progression. It's, probably going to be another L against the Canes and you'll have to deal with the bullshit online. I'm sorry, fellas.
Trey Rowland, formerly of the Rollcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, bro. Guys, you're the best. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. And Freddie, you did I didn't say nice things about you, Freddie. You're you were a fucking kick-ass fullback. You're a great guy. Ooh, I said, up, Carp you said on. the F word like a hundred times before. This is a yeah, so broke my <laughs> This is not a curse word podcast. My bad. We're I was told not to. A, I forgot uh, about Trey, you. Trey, you, not you only say did you not you tell me. Yeah, it, not only did you not say no curse words, you didn't say we're alive. You didn't say that we're automatically go rolling. It's a lot of uh, miscommunication, but it's going great. Trey, so you're the man, bro. Thanks for coming. I love you guys. Just have fun. Be nice to each other when I leave, okay? Yeah, leave <laughs> nice to each other. Now everyone loves everyone. Break now, Richie, um, you're gonna you're gonna get annihilated when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying some things, Trey, dog. Trey, we'll we'll reconnect in basketball season. <laughs> My man. Bye, boys. Hey, bud. So. I don't know how accurate Trey is with any of that, but he talks well. And so, like, I, I believe most of it. Gabby, <laughs> how accurate, from the Miami perspective, um, how accurate do you feel like a lot of that is? And also, I want to transition to this. So, two-parter. Actually, no, I just want to ask you that. Do, do you agree with him on, like, he's not picking FSU to win, but those are the places that if FSU is going to have any success in that game, this game, like, that's that's where they're going to have to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think if I think if Florida State wants to keep this game close, like I, he mentioned the like the receivers against the cornerbacks being a mismatch. I mean, I, I can't necessarily disagree. I don't think like the top half of Miami's cornerbacks are that bad or defensive backs, period. I think Gervin Hall is an awesome safety uh, alongside Bubba Bolden. I think Amari Carter provides extremely like quality snaps as well. He's one of the hardest hitters you'll find. Um, I mean, a cornerback spot, obviously everyone talks about DJ Ivy. I Again, he comes around. He'll have his game here and there, but then he'll have a game that he'll pop off for two picks. So DJ Ivy's just very up and down, which one you're going to get. I mean, who really knows? But I do think, you know, if James Blackman is able to connect on like one of those deep balls uh, with Tamori and Terry, I don't think there's much anybody in the country could really do about that because I do think Terry's one of those types of talents. Um, as far as like, I mean, I, I just think that there's just like, I, I really just think that there's like a mismatch, like kind of like in the trenches, especially with like Miami's defensive line. He did talk about like, you know, three stars from New York and whatever. And one of those three stars is playing extremely quality snaps for Miami, Jared Harrison Hunt. Uh, I Like you just put on the Louisville tape and you find number 81 on the defensive line. And he really is just creating just so much trouble. And it's guys that, yeah, they might not have been the highest rated recruits, but they're coming in for a reason. Like Jared Harrison Hunt was a really good like basketball player. You know, he's just a freak athlete that, that many, many ideas and that staff were able to find up there in New York. And he's turned into a really good player and actually probably has probably outproduced the guy that Miami, that Miami actually went over there to recruit. And that's Jason Blissett. And then you got like Jafari Harvey, who's like, I, I just think that there's a really big, like Miami's off Miami's defensive line over FSU's offensive line is, is, is really going to be a problem, even without Greg Russo. Of course, that's the popular name, and it's so easy to say, oh, Greg Russo's not there anymore. But Jalen Phillips is, is is has been great. Like, he's been exceptional. I mean, he hasn't had any, any sacks. He has, like, 10 quarterback hurries, and he's pretty much creating pressure any, every time, like, every snap. And Quincy Roche on the opposite side. It's it's not the big, sexy names, but there's still plenty of pressure that Miami's able to create. Um, I think I think Florida State's going to have a hard time, like, containing Miami's running back game because, yeah, we could talk about how De'Aaron King – isn't the best passer, but my, you're going to have to deal with three Miami running backs that are, are, are Miami's probably going to be able to seal off the edge and really just kind of keep um, FSU there. Like, especially without Kane Doe, like, I don't know who's going to stop like Miami's outside running game, especially you're talking about the linebackers. I haven't watched a whole lot of Florida state, but what he's talking about. I do like Gainer. I like Gainer. I, like I do like Gainer. I, I think, I, th I think Gainer's nice. I, I do think Gainer's a nice player, but I, I really just see a lot of, 
I see a lot of places where Miami just produces better. Like maybe you have the talent on paper, especially Florida State's defensive backs, Miami's wide receivers. Yeah, I know they got some guys back there, but I think ultimately the system that Rhett Lashley runs, it really just it just it's successful off of the athletes, the speed and the tempo. And I just think that, yeah, yeah. Louisville Miami scored three times off huge plays against Louisville, but I think that's also a product of the, the offense. I think the product of the tempo, the product of the speed that Miami's going at kind of creates those mismatches where Louisville's kind of lost. And then those big plays happen. I think that's, that's last week's bread and butter. Just turn on the SMU tape and you'll see James Prochet who caught for a thousand yards and then have a running back in Xavier Jones who ran for nearly 2000 yards. Like th- this offense creates problems for, for everybody. And it, it's not just at Miami. It's just kind of who Rhett Lashley is. And that's why he's kind of regarded as probably one of the, one, at least one of the top offensive coordinator hires of the off season. And he's proving to kind of live up to that. I just think, I think he obviously made a, gra- a couple great points. Florida state's talented. They could make this happen. Like they obviously have the personnel to do it. Will they, that's a completely, a completely different story. And I honestly just, I, I really just don't see it. And I'm trying to be a little fair, but I just think that Miami is just playing really good football right now. And what I saw from Florida State against Georgia Tech was just not very good. Yeah, I think like we kind of talk about, could things get weird and flood? Sure, you know, if, if you make a few mistakes in, in Miami, in my perspective, Miami makes a few mistakes. Florida State plays really well, plays more organized. Sure, things get weird late, you know, special teams turnovers. But like when you have to count on those things, it's tough to say like, oh, I'm confident that we're going to win, right? Like, yeah, if we get two punt returns for touchdowns and a blocked punt for a touchdown, yeah, we're going to win, you know? Like, <laughs> but it's hard to count on those things. So yeah, I think that if both teams play up to their potential, it's really hard to imagine that that Florida State ends up winning. Based on what we've seen from Florida State, it's it's hard to know that they're going to play up to their even their potential, right? Like, there's a chance that things got corrected in the two weeks that that we've been off, but I mean, I don't, I just, I don't know anything to know that it has. So that's, I mean, to me, that's why it's it's hard to to pick FSU there. Carp, is there anything? Uh, and I, I and I'm being somewhat serious with this, so not all the way with the troll. But is there anything that Florida State does that worries you? I know you're going to pick you to win, and you're going to pick you to put win big. But like, is there anything that does kind of give you pause, not to lose the game, but that Florida State does that you'd be like, I hope this doesn't happen. Other than just the general logo, like rivalry games, anything could fucking happen. I was there in 2018, or uh, yeah, 2018, where I felt like jumping off the turnstile at on the on the upper deck for. Um, like when we were down at halftime, it was, it was rough. Um, but what I'm really worried about is just the big splash playability of to Marion Terry. He's having a rough, you know, shit year so far, but it has a lot to do with the entire offense. Um, I am the noted, you know, I think that this Miami defense will be the worst, in, you know, rated in the, in any Miami defense, sorry, Miami run Manny Diaz defense yet. Right. So this will be, has to be the 19th worst, 19th best defense in the country or worse. And I, and I'm right. So I think that this is hundred percent, you know, the worst talented, you know, and least depth on a, on a Miami defense in a long time, at least for this year. Um, and I think that the big playability of a Tamarian Terry is, is what concerns me. Now, what, what should concern him is an Amari Carter type person that if he tries to go over the top, he will get a targeting penalty on him. Like, so he's just, he is just known to do that. And it's like a widely regarded share things in the ACC, but um, Tamarian Terry is, is a, definitely going to be a problem. I didn't really see a whole lot of Jay Sean Corbin. We talked a lot about, um, you know, the running back room in the offseason uh, across the ACC, and it was just very concerning to me how you went from, you know, a Dalvin Cook to a Cam Makers to a Jay Sean Corbin. Like, I, I was it just, 
I expect, you know, the FSU running back is always just a pain in the fucking ass. And you have to deal with a Freddie Stevenson that blocks for that person. So it's a, it's a hell of a combination. Yeah, we so I well, all of a sudden, they don't want to play ground and pound football. Let me tell you for about Miami. You got the jersey, bro. Hey, Let's go. Listen, I told you. They <laughs> Do you have any more eligibility? Can't make it past the fifty. Oh <laughs> wow! I mean, look, it the whole the spread offense has taken away the traditional ground, ground and pound eye formation or offset offense that Florida State Miami is known for. Now, what you do is you develop it to twenty twenty, and it turns into exactly what right Lashley runs: run the ball, run the ball, run the ball pound them into submission, and then boom, over the top and, and get them uh, on crossing routes, just like Georgia Tech did to Florida State. To answer your question very directly, um, I think that Marvin is due for a game against Miami. We t- talked about it last week, how he's never really like shown out against Miami. I watch a lot of Florida State, and I watch a lot of draft stuff. Like, that's my kind of my shtick in the, for the NFL. And he plays up games really, really well. But in, against Miami, he just hasn't shown that that's Hollywood Marv. Um, could this be the one? Probably the, it's obviously the last one, right? Um, I, those are the two people. It's just that g- general high-end talent that they have that I've never seen against Miami personally, but they're due. Richie, what? Uh, I'll answer this real quick, but to me, it's just Miami's running game um, worries the heck out of me. But if if that's your answer, you can kind of expound on it. But Richie, what worries you the most um, about Miami's team? Um, I, I think it's, a, I'm going to go straight to Adam Fuller. Like I, I need to see him be more aggressive with the, the way he's calling the game this, this week than we did against Georgia tech. And it sucks. Like you said, it's such a small sample size. We were supposed to play Sanford this past weekend. We didn't get that game, but man, I, I, I think if personnel man to man, I like our defense against Miami's offense, but I did not like the positions we were in. I think we looked content I think the problem was our coaches, Adam Fuller and and Mike Novell and, and the entire staff, they thought Georgia Tech was going to be an easy win. Like I thought, and like TJ and Freddie, you both thought. And then they got up 10-0. Then they start rotating a bunch of players. They're playing a soft zone. No, you got to be aggressive. Like if you're not aggressive this week, if you let De'Aaron King have time to either find a receiver or take off and run, it's going to be a long night for Florida State. What do you think, Freddie? Don't, don't, the defensive line play, that's the biggest thing. If they don't show up, it's going to get ugly. And also, I'm not going to mention their names, but there were a few linebackers I was talking about on Twitter earlier <laughs> um, today. If they line up to start the game, it's going to be an ugly game because it don't look like we want to win. We don't need to put them in the game. I want to see Amari Gaynor and guys like that that are out there making plays every time they show up. And we'll give ourselves a chance. Of course, they got this talented backfield. And now you got to deal with De'Aaron King. So it's going to be a challenge, but we got to give ourselves a chance to defend them. And with guys like that in, we got linebackers that they may do the right things, go about everything the right way, but on the field, they aren't instinctive. They're playing too slow. They just aren't in a position to make plays most of the, 90% of the time, and we can't win with Kev, how do you see the game going down? Uh, just overall, we'll take this into score predictions, but, but uh, how do you kind of see things going down here? I mean, I know you think you went big, but like, oh, just, I uh, mean, you know, honestly, bro, I think y'all give James Blackman a little bit too much shit. Uh, so I just wanted to use this as my fucking platform to say, I think James Blackman gives a little bit too much shit from the Florida State fans. He's a five, six, one guy. 
He's recruited by Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher don't recruit bum quarterbacks. Willie, Walt Bell, Mark. JJ Mar- Constantino disagrees. I'm, I'm a Mike Norvell. Um, Bryles turned him into what he is right now. All right. Um, if he would have had Jimbo this entire time, he'd be looking a lot different. So for my guy's sake, I'm glad Norville ain't going to be there to be getting in his head. So that's good. That's one good thing for, um, for black men. Um, but yeah, I think Blackman gets us one deep. I, I think, I think Terry does, uh, Trey made good points about our corners and our corners are small. Even though like guys like Bandy five eight kind of put Terry and Alcatraz the last couple of years, um, I think he might get lucky and get one this this year. And then you you gotta look for because we've ran the ball for three thirty and then we ran for like two sixty last week or two something last week. But our offensive line is still struggles at times. So if Florida State's gonna take advantage, that's how they're gonna take advantage with Marvin Wilson. Is Durden playing? Yeah, Durden should play. Kando's out. Hamsa's probably not playing. So those guys, they could take advantage on the inside. But Miami's going to stunt the tackle. Miami's going to uh, pull the tackles. Miami, like, lastly, like, on on the, the um, Rooster touchdown that he was wide open, lastly schemed that shit. Like, they pulled the tackle around. The linebacker stall was a run. It was, it was all run action, and then he just comes over the linebackers. So I like Gainer. I like obviously I like Dent. I think Dent should be playing more. He's another five six one guy. What's up with my guy Brian Robinson? I, I wish I knew, man, because Tamari and Terry and Warren Thompson don't want to catch any balls. If here, they if they drop balls, they gotta get <laughs> they gotta get my guy in, man. But uh, Brian Robinson's yeah, a bad motherfucker. I think Miami. I think Miami just protects the football. Just does what they need to do. Uh, run the ball. Their defense is kind of bend don't break. Um, I think they win, and I think they win, like, pretty convincingly. And, and it has nothing to do with the town on Florida State. It's the want to of Florida State. Um, Marvin Wilson kind of disappears. Terry kind of disappears. Uh, we're not really afraid of anything in that running back room. But if Marv decides he wants to play, like, he could dominate our offensive line. So we'll see. So are you uh, sticking with the 42 to 10? Because I, I listened to the roll-up today. I mean, I had to. You said 42-10 Miami. Are you, are, is that what you're standing by? Bro, I, I get more disrespect for every day, bro. I really want to say like 55 <laughs> to 10 right now, bro. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with like 40, 42, 45 to 10. See, 42 okay. means that Borgales doesn't hit a 60-yarder on y'all. So I'm going to go 45 just because I that, think that – guy, That guy could hit a 70-yarder, I think, man. Bro, he, that – You got to – y'all got a kicker. Manny said this shit that, like, in the spring, like, he changed our football team, and that's real. Like, when yeah. you cross the 40, like, you're in scoring range. Automatic points, yeah. That's crazy. So, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I think we put up 40, and I don't think you guys score more than, like – 10 or 17. So, yeah, I'll go 45, 10. All right. Could you stay, see it? I'll stay true to my roll-up prediction. <laughs> Could you see a scenario like Trey um, gave where Florida State is in it at the half? Florida State was able to do that against Florida two years ago. Um, I think it was like 13 to 7 at the half. Could you see a scenario where Miami – doesn't come out as fast and then just blows the doors out later? Do you think it's just total domination from, from – Yeah, I just, think it's, I just think it's uh, – Florida State seems like a team, man, and, and and this could be because of the past regime or 
uh, some of the locker room stuff. They just seem like a team. Once you they once you punch them in the mouth, once they get down, yeah, they kind of fold. Like they went up ten nothing, lightning delay. Georgia Tech comes out, and then they kind of folded. Like Big Country tried to save that shit, bro. I've seen Big <laughs> Country try to return that that kick. But I, I was standing on my couch. I was rooting for this motherfucker to, to house that shit. But uh, I think yeah, Brett Lashley like is going to have. They just seem like a team. Script. Yeah, they just seem like a team that. Um, that's a couple years away from getting the mentality switched over. Kev, how, how mad are you going to be? Because I, I think I'm going to be with you uh, Saturday night at the Kush House. How mad are you going to be when Big Country gets a strip sack on a DR King, man? Will that, be our first the, will that be our first turnover of the season? I don't know. Would it, it be? would be. Yeah. It, it well, would be other our first. Other than the Mark so, Pope buff so punt. You're due. Oh, the, oh, yeah. No, you the guys Mark are due. buff punt. Yes. So if, <laughs> if 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 we're up like 45 to 10 and he gets the strip sag on Nikosi, I'm going to cheer for him, bro. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Kev. <laughs> um, Is he starting Kev that? For- Kendo's out? Is he in? He's playing? I hope so, man. That's my guy. The country. Let's go. Gabby, score prediction? Um, all right, so I watched Georgia Tech play UCF last week, and I know obviously Georgia Tech's a different te- team than FSU, but I just saw what – I mean, you saw two teams play, and then you saw what a spread attack could do to a team. I, I honestly feel – and, this, again, this isn't really a knock. I, obviously, Georgia Tech and Florida State are, are right there kind of as programs at this stage, and I just saw what that spread attack could potentially do to defenses like that, defenses that are honestly – almost exactly the same at this point. Like obviously Florida state's more talented, but I just think that the spread attack could be to get, could get really out of hand really quick. I kind of like just piggybacking off what Kev said. I think once my, if Miami gets up early, I think it really could potentially get ugly again as a rivalry game, you know, obviously the cliche you throw out the records and whatever, but I mean, I just don't know you're, you're without your head coach. Um, has Dillingham ever called plays before? I, I really don't know. Like you're going to have a first time oh, play, play caller against a Manny Diaz defense, which I think we could all agree that, you know, he knows what he's doing on that side of the ball. Um, I, I just think there's just too many things that are just like not working out in Florida state's favor right now. I think it's just a little bit too much to deal with. Uh, I think Miami's just playing obviously really good, confident football right now. Um, I think if Miami scores if on their first possession, maybe scores on their second possession and holds Florida State. I really think it can get ugly. Uh, my prediction is close to Kez. I mean, I don't know if Miami gets to 40. I don't know if Miami, if Manny Diaz keeps the foot on the gas that long to let it get to 40, but I could easily see like 38, 13, 38, 17, something like that. I think Miami covers the 11 points pretty, pretty handedly. Ricky? Um, I... I think um, Miami's going to have a, um, a good game on the ground. I think we're going to run the ball a lot on that team. Um, I do think James Blackman throws two touchdowns in that game to Tamar and Terry. Um, so I think – Brian Robinson get one. If we're going to lie, at least let 5-6-1 get one, dog. <laughs> Brian Robinson. No, no, just um, make it three touchdowns. I mean, hell, if you're lying, let us get a little closer. <laughs> I, think it'll be, I think the final score will be 44-17. I think we'll force James Blackman into making mistakes. Um, I just don't see how they can overcome uh, our defensive line. I think it's just going to be too much for their offensive line. I think James Blackman is going to be forced to throw the ball a lot. I'm I'm not worried about their running game at all. Hey, this is the first time in my life playing Florida State 
and I'm not pulling my hair. I wonder how we're going to stop a running back. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew up seeing Ward Dunn, um, Dalvin Cook, uh, Cam Akers, those guys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now it's just like Corbin. I mean, come on. So I'm not worried there. Uh, the Booker corner, was my guy. Booker was Booker. my like my underrated guy, bro. I like the uh, Travis Booker. Uh, oh yeah, I like Greg Travis Jones. Fucking Greg, Greg Jones, man. Like, it, was, it was like the elementary school. Like, I'm like, that's a linebacker. They're like, no, that's a that's a running back. And I was like, yeah, no. I like Freddie Stevenson too. Um, before he got on Twitter, though. Before he got on Twitter, <laughs> you um, know, I got to talk on Twitter. And, and Lance be coming at me, so I got to, you know, Lance. You got him, man. And, and I got to shout us out, man. We we had Greg Jones last night, and he was great. He talked about that big game in 2001. Or I think it was 2001 or 2002 where he ran for like 189 on Miami. He ran over Sean Taylor. Yeah, he was a beast. One of the greatest ever to play the game. Um, man, that was fun. It was fun to reminisce with that. But, yeah, I think it's going to be like – I think it's going to be a lopsided game, honestly, you know. And um, I think Rhett Lashley is going to dial up a good game plan. Um, it's just going to be too much De'Aaron King, too much Brevin Jordan. And I like I said, I think we get a couple of turnovers that – and that uh, help us score as well. So I think uh, the final score will be 44-17. Now let me so, ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Have you guys discussed Norvell not being there? Like, what's the effects of that? Like, what what does that say? What is that? I think it's I think it's a big deal because he's the play caller, right? Like, he's not just a head coach. Obviously, now all head coaches are either they call plays for offense or defense. Um, you don't have a spring. You don't have your head coach. Like, you've had maybe twenty five practices at most it's definitely not a good thing, right? You, obviously, you want your head coach to be at the game. Um, but I do think Kim and Kenny Dillingham are, are very connected on the same page. And uh, we'll get to my prediction a little bit later, but I, I do think Kenny Dillingham will be prepared to call the game. What do you say, Freddie? Yeah, I think um, we're in good hands with um, Dillingham. Norvell is still doing his thing. He's communicating with the team. So his principles will still be implemented into the game plan. Um, of course, it's going to make it difficult not having them on the field for game day, but I think we'll still go forward with the same game plan we went forward with whether or not he was there. TJ? Um, I think it's a – I don't think it impacts the outcome. I think that Florida <laughs> State has a better chance to upset Miami if he's there. Um but I don't – like, the line didn't really move because of it, right? So, like, I don't think it's – I don't think it really impacts the outcome. I think it gives us a lower chance to pull the upset, right? Like, I think that maybe Norvell, by being there and being on the sideline being able to call plays, can maybe scheme something up if, if we are close late. Um, but I wouldn't have predicted us to win with or without him, right? I don't, I don't think that, like – Oh, because Norvell's not there. Like they score another couple of touchdowns or whatever. And you know, um, who mentioned this? Gabby maybe mentioned this, or you know, talking about Manny keeping his phone. I mean, twenty twenty is a weird year, you know. And the fact that like once you're up convincingly, like he may not keep the dogs on as as long. He may have another year. Create the pandemic and everything else that's going on. You you may see him kind of call the dogs off a little earlier, so maybe it's a little closer. But I don't know. I, I don't think that Norvell not being there matters. Uh, Carp, Carp, what do you got? Um, I would say this for my gambling crew: take the first quarter team total over and take the fourth quarter Miami because a 
Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese's script will come out for both teams. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like Mike Norvell is going to be like, all right, in the first quarter you have to run these plays, and then at halftime you have to run these plays. So like, I, I, I'm the same thing with Brett Lashley. He's going to come out with a serious fucking script, and he's had like shit on, in his bag just waiting to come out. So I'm telling you, take the first quarter over, take the team total over in the first quarter for Miami. Uh, I like. Uh, I like Miami 41 to 14. Um, I, d- I definitely think that the the only thing that I'm like wary on is the, is the amount of points that FSU will score, whether it's like two or three scores, but I like Miami to put up 40 and uh, to stay on the other side of the field. I think one to two turnovers may happen, which will shorten the field and get you that one extra score that you're not typically going to be getting. But I think every rivalry is going to be tight and it's just going to be at the end of the game where, I think it would be like a quick start for Miami, really stagnant up until after halftime, and then it kind of just gets out of hand. Uh, I'm picking, I would say, 41-14 Miami. I wish, you, I wish you guys were my bookies because I would make so much money off you this weekend right now. Picking 30-plus points for the win? Really? I don't think they're uh, offering you that line, but what's your score? No, prediction? they're not offering it, but I'm, they're all picking 30 plus. They're all picking blowouts. Like, come on, guys. Oh, I, I'm not taking an alt line. I'm not taking a, I'm not, I'm not a crazy person. No, I, I, I would never expect 10, you to. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just think, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say any less than, than three touchdowns in, in, in unless man. like, yeah, for sure. All right. TJ, where are we going from here, man? I'm ready. Hey, for your, your, your turn. You've been, right. you've been sweating for this. So let, let's be honest. Miami is a better team this year, right? That, we, we joke about being transfer portal you, but the transfer portal is going to win this game for Miami, right? It's going to be Derek King, uh, Phillips, Bolden. Uh, or Gallus. Crochet. Yeah, the, like Miami, they, they've killed the transfer portal. And, and credit to Manny Diaz for that because Florida State needs to do that next year because uh, we're still a few years from having a, a roster that we want and that meets our standard. But at the same time, man, Vegas isn't in the business of, of trying to pick point spreads. They're in the business of making money. So they pick a point spread based on where they think the money will flow. A lot of money slowing on Miami. And at the same time, th- that spread's not moving much. It went from nine and a half to 11 and a half. I think Florida State shows up. I think the defense plays inspired. I don't think James Blackman is the quarterback in the third and fourth quarter. I think we have a someone else. I don't know if that's Shubba Purdy or Tate Roadmaker. I don't know who it is. But, man, I think Florida State goes into Doak South, wins this game 27-24, to 24, and that's what I'm going with. So, hold on. So, you think that your starting quarterback gets benched, but you guys win? Yes. So, he's playing bad enough to get benched. What's the score when he gets benched? I, I think his leash will be extremely short, Kev. Um, I truly do, and I I don't know who makes that call because that's the tricky thing. But no Norvell, is it Thompson or is it Dillingham who makes the call to pull him? I, I I think James plays well enough to start the game, but the second we see that meltdown that we we've seen, man, we've seen it against Georgia Tech, Arizona State, um, in in previous games, I think that change gets made. I don't know if it's Jordan Travis. Are we going to see Travis J potentially taking snaps from quarterback? But I think uh, to answer your question. I think Miami's going to be up, we'll call it 17 to 7 at the half. And then Florida State comes back and wins it 27 24. Bro, it's going to be so bad. They're going to fire Novell while he's fucking quarantining, bro. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, we, we can't afford to fire Norvell. Man, we're poor. We can't no, but, afford Well, to he fire. already took a pay cut. So they really just like, come on, bro. <laughs> if you're doing anything now. It's just fucking. But no, and I'll say this it, 
there's been plenty of games. So I, I, I do a, a gambling column for no game day, a Florida state website every week. And if there's no chance Florida state's going to win, I'm not going to pick us to win. I don't think this is a week where there's no chance. I do think Miami, you know, to Dabo Sweeney, his favorite famous 2013 comment, if they play that game 10 times, they win five. No, I, I think Miami probably wins seven to 10 this year, but I, I I'm just feeling Florida state. I think they come out inspired and I, I'm I'm rolling with them at this point and uh, go Knowles and I, I think we get the win and we'll, we'll see what happens. Freddie, where are you at, man? Go, Ooh, up, I got man. a question. I, I need some I got a question, I got a question for you, go to Freddie. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, TJ, what's the question? So you're picking Florida State to win on the upset, yeah. Yeah. but if you say Miami wins seven out of ten times, you're picking that with 30% confidence. Is that kind of how you're framing it? Absolutely. I, I think it's, okay. it's the, the, the odds are Miami will win this game. But I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't pick us to win when there's I some am, chance. Go ahead. When there's when there is some <laughs> chance we win, like no, right, don't we, be, like the uh, week before Richie. we cl- the week before we play Clemson. There's this, that's an auto loss. Let's be honest. Miami's not an auto loss. They're they're, they're an okay college football team. They're probably top twenty five fringe with all teams playing. I know they're they're better than us, but I think the upset can happen. So I'm I'm rolling with it. Yeah, don't be agree. me, bro. Because I picked y'all last year, and we ended up winning by twenty. I know, and I picked us, and yeah, I, I don't I'm, know why you I'm picked us last year. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know why. You picked nah, because we came off like Georgia Tech, like that Georgia yeah. Tech being there watching us fucking play Georgia Tech was just like pulling teeth, man. Oh, no, I, I am excited because I I'm gonna be with uh, TJ and Kev at the Cush House this weekend. It's gonna be a fun time. Um, we're, me and TJ, we're going live with Freddie for an instant reaction after the game, win or lose. Uh, if we do lose, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it, guys. I'm gonna wear it, but and I'm gonna have I'm gonna be a 12 pack deep at that point. But let's go. All yeah, right. I agree with you on the fact that to me, it's I mean, I'll, I'll let Rich, I'll go, I'll let Freddie go first. But I agree with the fact that it's not an auto loss, but it's pretty close. Like I think I don't think a so. lot of things have to break our way. I I, I like I mean I like you. You know, I'm saying like, I'm saying it's more like one, one and a half times if we play 10 times, Out right? 10? Like that's, that's kind of where I'm laying with it. I mean, th- his re- rationale was because I think Clemson will beat us by more, you know, like it's not no, all that like Clemson. It. Yeah, we're not Clemson, but we're not Georgia Tech either. We're not a Jameer Giblis Georgia Tech either. At the same time, man, I'm like, Again, but I hate the transitive theory in college football. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Do but you? Y'all, y'all lost to Georgia Tech last year. Yeah, oh, wait. Well, you hate the transitive theory, but you're about to use it, right? Go ahead. No, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. No. Go and ahead. then, yeah, man. And what we're talking, Louisville, they gifted y'all yards. They gifted you half your offense last year. And you week. don't think Florida State is going to give us any? No. No. I think and, they're going to come and, out and, ready and, to play and get the and, win. And Georgia Tech's freshman quarterback gifted you some points, too. Right? No, I, I think Asante was, Sanders made plays on those balls or he threw them right at him because he's a freshman quarterback. That was Asante baiting him into the place. Because, oh, okay. Oh, so man. that was us baiting those Louisville linebackers into letting us guys wide wide, wide open. All right. We'll see. Hey, all I know the last time Lashley played Florida State, he, he came up short. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Freddie, I've cut you off like four times. Your turn. <laughs> oh, see, I'm a. You see, I'm dressed up in my no guess. So I don't know what what, what Let's else. Let's go, Freddie. Don't let me uh, down. <laughs> but um, last year I was um watching the game, and that's probably the worst old line we had in Florida State history. Y'all should have beat us by sixty, and that's being nice. 
Um, we had an opportunity to cut the lead to seven in the third quarter. Um, of course, that team last year was soft. Um, I think the team comes out a little fired up this week. Marvin Wilson, I, I think he has a big game, man. I really do. I think the D-line D comes out fired up. Um, we make some plays on defense, and I think Terry completely goes off. But it's still going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game, and I got us in the nail. But I think special teams gets us over the hump, and I'm going to have my moonshine and all my stuff ready just in case <laughs> we don't cover. But I'm going with my nose of the upset, man. Ready? What's the score? What? What's your score? What's the score? I like I like Richie's score. What I told you earlier, TJ? 26, 23. I, 27, like 24. I like that score. I like that score. That's I think there. special teams going to play a big key in this game. Um, I see y'all got a kicker, but I really think special teams going to play a big role early on. I will say Florida State's, Florida State's, as good as Miami's kicker is, Florida State special teams look great against Georgia Tech. Blocking three kicks. UCF was blocking. Yeah, UCF. Yeah, about the same. No, no, UCF blocked. They got the blueprint from us. They understand but, now. Because but at the same we, time, we my guy. Hey, yeah. I, that's the only thing I've been positive on the whole game. Y'all hey, shut up for just and, a minute. And, <laughs> Kevin, Ricky, and Gabby, and the Storm Search crew, I've been pumping up our new Australian punter all offseason, and he was dominant in the first game. So Yeah, but our Australian – Y'all didn't give us some three and outs, but we're going to – Our Australian up. kicker will whoop your Australian kicker's ass, though. I don't know, man. You, you ain't seen our Australian kicker. <laughs> man, I, oh, I, love, I, love, I love that. <laughs> this rivalry has now become like we have the better Australian punter. That's <laughs> awesome. Punter that is, is awesome. Like, I love this. I wouldn't bring my kids around this guy. <laughs> I would be like, he's around our guy, Alex Malstromano. He's at a lake, man. Let's go. Our dude I've, used uh, to crush bricks in, in, in New Zealand. I'm pretty sure he was a I construction think our punter's like, worker. I think he's like 28 years old. Yeah. He's like, you don't, yeah. Really he's got, we've got like Chris Ricks with tattoos from no, New Chris Zealand. That, oh, yeah, whatever. You guys are a bunch of old people at quarterback. Um, I've been, I've been down on FSU the whole pod. I think that they're – most people don't get to make two predictions, but I hired the graphic guy, so I do. Um, I think there are two <laughs> scenarios that play out here. Um, one, I wrote this down before Kev gave his, but I have 41-10. So I do have your kicker kicking a couple of uh, field goals. I have 41-10 if Florida State um, comes out and looks at all like they did against Georgia Tech, and I think there's a there's a there's a possibility that happens. Um, I don't, and that's the one I'm leaning towards. I don't have enough confidence to think that Florida State fixed things in this two week, you know, break and then, you know, not having a coach around and stuff like that. But if Florida State capitalizes on a few more things that they, I think, drop by the wayside, I mean, Terry dropped a touchdown pass, Thompson dropped a couple of passes. I mean, if I said this on our show, I think if Terry catches that touchdown pass in the first half and we go up 17 to nothing, it's over. Then we yeah. probably do end up winning, right? And still, the, the problems with the team are still the problems with the team, whether you win or lose, but it just feels better to, to not lose. Um, if Florida State capitalizes on some things, plays well, maybe gets a late touchdown because Miami calls the dogs off because of the, you know, the COVID and everything else going on, I have my second prediction is. 31-17. I could see a scenario where we keep it within two touchdowns, and and I think I'm a little closer to Trey's prediction there. Uh, but I'm leaning toward the blowout. You know, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for us to win. I'd love for us to keep it close. I mean, I think if Florida State, you hate to say like I take a ten point loss right now, but like if Florida State comes out of this game and only has lost by like seven to ten, I'm probably going to feel pretty good about that. You know, but I I don't. Uh, 
Richie, you know, I, like it's like mentality. the it's like the tw- loser mentality. It is a loser mentality, but I, what I want to see out of this, I mean, this this whole season is a complete wash. I want to I see Florida State improve every week, right? And if we lose by eight to ten, we improved upon the way that we played against Georgia Tech. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think that happens. I mean, I'll tell you, we talked about this on the roll up, like in twenty eighteen. I've never felt good about a loss, and Berg felt way better about it than I did. But like. I thought we were going to get blown out that game. And so to lose by one, I mean, I thought we were farther ahead than we were. Now, it really just – Miami just sucked that first half. But, um, you know well, – Miami was just on a decline. Just Miami wasn't 2000 – they weren't as good as 2017 said they were. And that's, that's why right. we all thought it was a blowout. So we that thought was it was – biggest. That was the yeah. biggest point spread in Miami's favor in like 25 14 years. points, yeah. Rivalry. like yeah. So it sucks yeah. to lose that game, but you – like at that point you thought like – Oh, maybe we're not as bad as we think. Maybe we, maybe, maybe things are turning around, right? Well, that's probably the kind of the same hope we would have if we lose this game by like seven to ten points. TJ, right? I was, so, I was high five my friends, kissing my wife at halftime. I'm like, we, we're gonna beat these. Fools. Oh yeah, my daughter was like, sure enough. Th- Who yeah. was it? Kev, was it was it red wine that comes off the edge untouched and just demolishes Francois? As soon as that throws fumble a, happened, throws a screen pass. Yeah. No, as, as soon as that fumble happened, I knew the game was over. Like I wasn't there, but I could feel the intensity. We and we all joke like Miami that nobody shows up to their games. No, they show up for Florida State. And as soon as Francois fumbled that ball through the TV, I could feel the momentum that game just shift. Like we're not winning this game. Damn. I mean, the next sucks. drive, he, the next drive, the very next drive, we had a long pass that either got called back. Do the OPI or the double? Out, it was a double pass. It was no, a- no. It was before. It was before that. Okay. Uh, it was before the double pass. But we had a long pass that. Oh, we had a long first down play, and then got a personal foul penalty that backed us back up to like the fifteen. And then Francois throws that little screen pass that gets picked off, and they oh, pick it. right the yeah. linebacker right there. But if, boom, yeah. But yeah, but if not for the personal foul penalty, which is just obviously very characteristic of a Willie Taggart coach team we probably don't even run that play, right? Because we're not on our own 15. We're up on like the 40. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so Richie, you listened to the roll-up today. Did you hear yeah. what Benji Brown said? I, I skipped through the Benji part. Yeah, Man, it was a three-hour show so today. Benji, y'all, y'all Benji, Benji basically, I mean, you guys go back and listen. Like he thinks that, yeah. man, he's about to get into God mode. Okay. Like he says that he knows people and they think, Benji thinks he's about to get into God mode. Like he, I, he learned his lesson. He's about to start grabbing whatever recruit he wants. Like he thinks yeah. he's about to go on like a, a crazy run right now. Yeah. And a blowout this week would be your worst nightmare. I think Absolutely. If they blow out Florida oh. state and go on to win nine games. Yeah. And he keeps Leonard Taylor. And then he maybe flips the quarterback from Valdez to Jake Garcia. Then you're looking yeah. at five star, five star, five star quarterback, five star defensive line, the young running backs, um, a possible deer King coming back next year with the eligibility. So a blowout right now, and maybe you're not you're picking Florida State. That's to win worst case scenario because no, for subconsciously sure. you can't have Miami win this shit because then no. you don't know if you're ever going to be Miami again. <laughs> nah, man, I I've that's been around. That's, college that's, college that's where I'm at. I, I've been around college football long enough. I know this shit's silical, man. Yeah, um, but do you think that after Norvell gets fired, do you think uh, Dion has enough experience <laughs> to take the job? You think Dion's well, the next guy? Norvell's not getting fired because he's probably the X and X's and O's, the best head coach in the state. I mean, who else has taken a conference USA team to a New Year's Six Bowl um, and beat 
I mean, he's got a better Norvell has a better record against ranked teams than Manny does right now. But here's the problem. That's not debatable. That's a he fact. was at a he was at a better program in Memphis than he's at now. No, he was at a better team. He is not at a better program. <laughs> he's at a better program. And I think Memphis, we all man. we all know the difference. The logo Let's holds weight. Good. The logo holds weight at Memphis. <laughs> no, man. We I, have a, we have a few. We we do have to do this because we've been on here for a while. What do we got? I'm watch the second half of the Lakers game. Let's do our over unders. Oh, real shit, quick. Yeah. All right, my bad. I, want, I'm, I had to get some trolls off. I had to. say, I can see where I would. I can see Richie was gonna. Richie was gonna keep baiting the hook. Oh, he's yeah, gonna keep right. biting. He's gonna keep biting. Bro, I, I got a couple. I got a couple I tweets couldn't. out right now, hitting a thousand retweets and shit, bro. So I, I gotta, but what I will, what I will say is, if this game gets ugly, I think it's gonna be a while before you see Florida State. Like it's gonna get bad. I agree it's gonna that, be a tough year. If this game gets ugly, it's gonna be uglier. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So I, I make every week, and again, we did, uh, last week we did Louisville, Miami, some over under picks. Um, Can you we're going to recap those real quick. Do you have them? Yeah, I got, I got them pulled up. So last week, um, actually, I, I'd love to hear what you guys think real quick. So we had, or I made these numbers. So I had Malik Cunningham at 290 and a half yards over under. Um, all three of us took the over, and all three of us hit it. We had two, two at well, six and a half catches and uh, TJ and Freddie took the under. I took the over. I won that. Uh, we had Miami rushing. I, <laughs> I listed a huge number for Miami, 275.5 rushing yards. Uh, they hit the under and both TJ and Freddie got that. I picked the over because I'm a, what was it? What did it finish at? Uh, they were over 300, I believe, or no, no. That was you. You no, they, they were under, no, they were under, they're like at under 200. Yeah. They were, oh, they were okay. really low. Um, the total points. Uh, we did the Vegas over under, uh, Vegas over under for total points at 59 and a half. Uh, TJ and myself took the over. We were both right. Freddie went with the under. And then the, apparently the easiest line I came up with last week, I got it wrong. I said, Derek King, 185 and a 0.5 passing yards. Uh, TJ and Freddie took the over. I took the under and damn was I made to look foolish there. So you guys ready to all uh, get into this? You week? took the under on the game on the game total? No, on the on the passing yards. They were on trying to oh. he couldn't oh, throw. That was the UAB. Week. No, he didn't. Yeah. Pre- I mean, he was like a 50-50 split yard to yard, and then he like only had like one yeah. run. Well, and, my and, thing, uh, he, even last year, I know he only played in four games. He never passed for more than two hundred except for once, and it was against a nobody. Like he, his passing has not been great, but he seventy-five yard touchdowns help. That Dana Holgerson, yeah, right? Holgerson offense wasn't working out. <laughs> No, yeah, I also I, had no faith in Louisville's defense. Like 200 yards is not that much. Neither did their fans. And then you were sweating. Like. You were sweating the two-two and the and the. Those were all garbage time catches, Richie. Like you, you. Were I wasn't. I took it though. I, I took it though. <laughs> I wasn't sweating any of them because, like, as soon as we get off the show, I forget what all of them. Yeah, were. yeah. <laughs> in the Cunningham yards, like all yeah. that shit was garbage time. Yeah. All right. Well, here. What's what's this? Week? Here we go. We're gonna go. So I have uh, five more picks for this week, and it will start. So the first one I have is Florida State, two and a half players who took a snap from center um, during downs one through three. So not including fake punts, fake fields, anything like that. I'm taking the over. I think we see at least three guys take snaps from center. Uh, TJ, where are you at? I mean, we're certainly going to see Blackman and Travis. So that's just saying that one more player takes a snap. And I think I would take the over on that. Not necessarily Quarterback, just like a wildcat. So I'll go over there. All right, Kev, where are you at? 
mean, just because I'm a Palm Beach County guy, I'm going to just say one guy, two guys. They're both from Palm Beach County. Nobody right, else. Unless Brian Robinson comes in and does Wildcat. Or All right. <laughs> just caveat. So he takes the under and the over. All right. Uh, uh, Gabby, hold me to it. Gabby, give me your number here. Or over um, under. I'm gonna I'm gonna run with you, Rich. You sound like you like you know what you're talking about, man. So I'm gonna run. <laughs> I don't, but I sound like it. That's good. You sound like that. That's good enough for me most of the time. So um, so I'm gonna uh, go with the over. Yeah, I I think we definitely hit the over. Um, Ricky. Uh, the over under on what? Two and a half <laughs> players taking a snap at Florida State for from the quarterback position. Under. So, so Wildcat, all that stuff. Yeah. Under. under? All right, Carp. I'll take the over on that. I think they don't have to work into some wildcat to get just the additional blocker on the field. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the over on that. And the man who was undefeated against Miami, Freddie. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm gonna um, say over. I think we see a good bit of wildcat this game, so I wouldn't be shocked. All right. So my next one is Derek King, total yards two hundred eighty nine point five. I think I'm gonna take the over here, uh, two eighty nine point five total. That includes sacks, rushing, etc. Anybody can go ahead here. I'll go over. Over. I mean, I, yeah, I'll go over very, very quickly. I'll go over. All right. So I think we'll go over on all the anybody. Anybody guys. going under is probably the best way to. Ask. Is anyone going under on that? And yeah, totally, are you are you negating sack yards off the rushing off the rushing yes, total? Yes. So sack yards will negate from it. Correct. I'll still take the over. If you open up the book, because you said if I was open up the book that you would you'd bankrupt me, but if you open up a book, let me know and. <laughs> I'll take a <laughs> All right, Freddie, what, what'd you go with? Over under here? I'd say over. Over. All right. So the next one, uh, this one could be, man, this should be easy money, but it after last week, I can't, or after two weeks ago, I'm not sure. I went to Mario and Terry, five and a half catches in the game. Um, TJ, what's your thoughts? Oof. Can I just go targets? Can I answer targets? No, he's got to catch the ball, man. That's part of the game of football. <laughs> Man, I'll go over because if it's under, God, if it's why, under, it's ugly. Yeah, it too low. Yeah, I'll go over. All right, Freddie, where you at? Yeah, I'm taking over. All right, uh, I will take the over. Uh, Kev, where you at, man? Yeah, I think over. I think they're trying to try to get him the ball, trying to get him going, throwing bubble screens and shit like this. So I think over. Okay, Gabby. Um, just to, just for the the sake of of something, I'm gonna go the under. I don't know. There you go. Ooh. There's no consequences here, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You want. Yeah. This is just it's for the always, sake of. I, I, I have yeah. to I have to throw some monkey wrenches if I want to win this thing. So I'm gonna take the under. It's always good to be the contrarian. So uh, yeah. Ricky, Ricky, and Carp over under five and a half catches for tomorrow and Terry. I go over our corner stink. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll take an, I'll take the over. I mean, I said that they they were due, so I definitely would take the over at five and a half. Uh, scary right. Terry probably pops up. So this next one is um. Oh man, it, it, I'm not even excited to talk about it, even though I'm gonna take the under four and a half sacks allowed by Florida State. So Miami's defense line versus Florida State's offensive line. Freddie over. So TJ jumped in over. Uh Freddie You get more point, you get more points for being first in this uh, thing no, that doesn't matter. No, you don't. But <laughs> it's like buzzing in a jeopardy. Over, over. <laughs> so Freddie, four and a half sacks. Uh Miami over or under on that. I'll take over. Over? All right. Uh, how about you, Kev? Yeah, I'm taking over. Because uh, I do like Blackman, but he tends to hold on the ball a little bit too long. He does, ago, yeah. So I'm going to go over. All right, Gabby? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Miami's gotten five sacks this year. Uh, 
You got eight uh, last guess, year. <laughs> yeah, eight last. Yeah, Greg Russo had four. So I think you you subtract that, and yeah. you're 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 about there flirting with it. Um, I guess I'll go over. I I, I feel like ah, I don't know. I feel like that's a really good line, Rich. I mean, there, you'd probably take my money, but I'm I'm I guess I'll go over. I try, man. I'm, I I lose a lot of money gambling, so I that like was making good. Lines. <laughs> that um, was a good one. That, that that's was a good line. Fun. That's that's a good line. <laughs> Richie, right. did you take the you took the under there? Um, I did take the under. Yeah. Cause I was wondering, okay. Cause I was wondering how you had like King going for three hundred and seventeen sacks and everything else, and still picked us to win. I just needed to wait seventeen <laughs> sacks. What the fuck are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Tay, Tay Rodemaker coming in down seventeen to uh, save the day. Though. I, I got I get, the over there. <laughs> no, Kev, I got Auden Tate coming back from Cincinnati to get a touchdown <laughs> late in the game. Let's go. Um, no, Ricky and uh, Carp. What do you, four and a half sacks for Miami's defensive line? What do you guys got? I got over. Over. Yeah, I'll take the over for sure. The overs, overs club is what plays. Over All right. And then the, the last one, um, and this is going to be, you can call it Florida State's offense or Miami's defense. So this is the official Bovada Vegas line, Florida State 22 and a half points. I have the over because I have us winning the game 27 to 24. Uh, Freddie, over under 22 and a half points. Florida State. Yeah, over. All right. I mean, all the storm surge guys are going to go under here because they because it was what their score prediction was. But um, I'm going under you? too. I'm going under as well. All right. But I, I that's an interesting line to me that Vegas has set. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be. I mean, I'm telling you, like, unless we give up 60 and just have that many possessions, I, mean, I think 23, 24 points is a massive win for FSU. Yeah. I don't think Miami's defense is great, but I think that. Florida State looking competent enough to score 24 points a year after they just scored seven against Miami. Yeah. Again, I know this is Miami's defense is not as good as it has been in the past. We're so out. Um, some depth issues in certain places, but I think 24 points would be massive for FSU. Again, you have up 63. It, it's probably yeah. just because you got a billion so, possessions. But So the Vegas line, I, I think they had Miami at 34 and a half. So it, it's 34 and a half to 22 and a half, which is right where the line is at, at 10 or 11 and a half. But yeah, that's that's basically where they think it is, and I agree, TJ. If they get if they get above twenty four points, that's a huge win because I do think you know, and I joke all the time, Manny Diaz. I I do not think he's a good head coach. He's an elite defensive coach, um, and even when he doesn't have the talent, he puts his guys in the right position to make plays. So there, it's going to be a challenge. If and if Miami hits thirty points, Florida State's not winning. They they can't get there. Uh, cause Manny Diaz is that good on defense. So I, I, I agree. That's why I picked us 27, 24, because I don't think we can get beyond 27 and that might be a reach. Might be, it might be, we're not convinced, but it might be a reach. Uh, the only thing I have, if you guys have anything else on the game, I'm, I'm totally down to talk about it. We've been on here a little while, so we can get out. My only question for you guys is once, um, once Miami makes the finals next week, how many games do you have it going until LeBron beats them? I'm I mean, telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> LeBron can't take that scouting game. Like, he can't take a game to watch and see what's going on and shit. Because this Miami team's going to keep coming, and they're going to play fucking defense, and they're going to be physical, and them motherfuckers get buckets. Uh, I'm not ready to pick the Heat yet. Because we still got some unfinished motherfucking business, but nobody wanted to pick us against the Bucs and nobody wanted to pick us against the Celtics. And we're about to gentlemen sweep all that bullshit. So that shit's going at least six. I don't know who's going to win it, though. 
Hey, I'll take the underdog in this bubble, man. Let's go, Fred. I'm telling you because we the the heat were built for this shit. Like yeah. they told their families don't come, leave the IG models at the house. That's Jimmy like, Butler. It's a business trip, right? It's a business trip. Like we motherfuckers wearing hard hats to work. So real quick, oh, all y'all. I would be I know I, I know I think Miami. Are you are you still going basketball before you take it back to football? I think Miami has been amazing this playoffs. And I what they've been able to do against all three of these teams is just so impressive. I think that LA, I think that Anthony Davis is gonna be the key against against yeah, Miami. Anthony Davis he, might be a little bit too big. Yeah, he's a problem. I mean, he started the game like seven for seven or something tonight. I'm watching on the other laptop. Like when he puts his head down. I think that LA will just be too much for Miami. But like you said, if they take that game one off, things get a little weird. Miami can definitely make it a series. Uh, I would pick LA. LeBron's got to be calling the plays though, because Vogel's already gotten pimped by Spo so many times, dog. Like that, that's a terrible matchup, head coaches. Yeah. For no, like, so, but LeBron's like LeBron. Right. Yeah, LeBron's so, the coach. I think Stevens if it happened right now, right now. A lot of people had Steve as the top three NBA coach. He's getting exposed. Yeah. I think that uh, I think I'd pick LA in six right now if it was to if it was to come down to it. But I mean that's that's them making it a great series, you know, and and things get weird, you know. Yeah, and um, um, I think right now being a Magic, I'm a Magic fan, so much like Florida you're not allowed State, to have an opinion. Yeah, we're not allowed to have one, but I I do want to shout out the Orlando Magic because we're about to. Do a, oh a, my God, a, <laughs> you, TJ, it's coming, man. I entered a random Facebook competition. Uh, like a month ago, and got me a team sign magic basketball. Nice. John, John Isaac is on there, so uh, go Knowles. But yeah, that's cool as shit, man. I'd, I'd never win anything, and they, they sent me the basketball signed by the team. So we're the eight seed. We beat the Bucks, got the gentleman sweep, allowed them to move on to lose to Miami, and then went from there. But uh, yeah, man, that was pretty cool. First win of the playoffs, weren't you guys? It was the very first game. We were, so yeah. We, we beat them in game one, and we beat Toronto in game one last year, and then lost the next four. So, apparently, we're the we're the new gentleman sweet team in the NBA. The NBA just needs to go to a like an NFL type playoff, and you guys will be set. You guys will be <laughs> well, no, hey. So this news just came across the desk. So me, TJ, and Freddie, and Harlan are extremely happy. There is no win total to be bowl eligible this year. You can be 0 and 11 and make a bowl game. Guys, we're going nice. bowling. We're going bowling this year, guys. <laughs> but, you're beating, but you're beating Miami, Richie. So you're going to get at least one. So, so yeah, one we're going to beat Yeah, no, we're, we're going to beat ten. Miami and then we're going to have a let. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. We're, we're, no, we're going to have a letdown <laughs> against uh, whoever the FCS, State. Jacksonville State. They're, we'll have a letdown lose to them. But we'll at least have a win against Miami. So. Well, I don't know if this is a troll or not. And we can get out of here whenever you guys are ready. But I don't know if this is a troll or not. But somebody told me that Jacksonville State's quarterback was at Clemson. And he transferred yeah. to Jacksonville State. Yeah, Is it Bryce or? No, Chase no. Bryce, Bryce went to Duke. Yeah, he yeah. went to Duke. But that's oh. sick. So he got recruited by a better school already. He might be. He might knock you off for real. Well, no, real, real quick, Kev. So my, uh, I think it was my senior year, 2009. We played Jacksonville State at home. They had Ryan Paralu. Who was a I remember that game goal line stand? Yeah, they they had uh I think it was Tori Davis, who's a five-star defensive tackle. Like they were they had more five stars than Florida State did, and they <laughs> were beating us the whole damn game. And I'm like, we're gonna lose this game. And we we ended up like lucking into a win, but man, Jacksonville State, they almost beat us last time. Like a goal line last. stand. I remember that shit. Yeah, it was. It was, it was I, I just started ba- I just started dating Bethany. You know, Bethany went to Florida State. So. Yeah, yeah. I think so she I, graduated I, the year before, so she was there 04 to 08. Okay, yeah. So I she think, says the worst night of her life is the 
the rain, the Wake Forest game, 31 nothing Wake Forest. Yeah, that was my uh, freshman year. That It was, but at the same time, that night, Jeff Bowden resigned. Jimbo Fisher gets hired. He won us a natty. Great night when you look at the actual results. Alfonso Smith. <laughs> and Freddie got to play for Jimbo to win that natty his freshman year. So I know Freddie agrees. That was a great night in the, when you look at it all. Oh yeah, it was it was in Cali, man. Like Hollywood life, you know, living good that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate you putting up with Richie's Homer ass takes. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Trey balanced us out a little bit, um, and you didn't get too annoyed at me. But um, where can the guys follow you? Go around the horn real quick. Um, Ricky's like the TJ of of the black world. He's on like 17 podcasts. So, um, (laughs) like what you guys do where people can follow you. Um, if you want sensible Miami takes, um, don't listen to any of this next two minutes, but if you don't, if you want, um, you know, loud and proud, where can people follow you guys? Who who wants to go first? Ricky, go ahead. Follow me on, um, Instagram at Ricky the King. I can also follow our storm surge page. We have a storm surge pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at the NWO podcast on Twitter. Cause I'm not allowed to have a Twitter account. Are you going <laughs> to the game this weekend before anybody else goes? Are you going? No, I, I opted out of all games this season. I can't Ricky go. Opted, Ricky opted out this year. Yeah. I just didn't want to see any videos of you cussing out my poor little three stars, okay? Like, <laughs> say that for North Carolina. <laughs> Don't be cussing big country out in front of me, bro. I swear I'll drive down. <laughs> but it's still, uh, the 2018 game versus FSU is the game where I went into the um, stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I found out my tickets were not valid anymore, so I had to watch that game from home. That's wild as fuck. When you pull up to the game, you've been tailgating, ready to go in, and like, nah, dog, not you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I canceled the guy on the, on the paper. You? No, they, they're calling. They're calling like the the parking lot tennis. We told you not to let his motherfucking ass in. Now Get him out of the orange line, bro. That's that's the day I found out that there's a jail in there at the stadium. There's like an actual holding cell. Yeah, oh, I knew is. that. Yeah, I knew that. Secret service. Well, I- the Secret Service came and got me. And they asked Secret Service? I don't know if y'all, uh, y'all follow Barstool at all, but Dave Portnoy went to the Super Bowl when he wasn't allowed and got carried out by police. I feel like Ricky's like the Portnoy for the Storm yeah. Surge pod. Yeah. Shows up at Hard Rock Stadium. He's getting carried out. Promptly removed. <laughs> uh, Kev, Gabby, Carper, can they follow you? Kev, go ahead. Um... Yeah, listen to Storm Surge, man. We drop that shit every Tuesday morning. Um, anywhere you get your um, anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, go rate us five stars on iTunes. You can also catch me on the Big Three Roll Up, um, like the standard podcast of of Florida sports. Uh, that's on Thursdays. You can catch us anywhere. Same energy Sundays. Um, every Sunday, it's a big show. Um, go ahead. and join join our patreon to get exclusive content we got shit coming out from the kush house and if you want to follow me on instagram or twitter my instagram and twitter is at 561 underscore kev hey y'all saw my y'all saw my comment i listened to y'all pod when y'all had my boy lance on them man. i showed y'all some love yeah i, <laughs> I made a comment that, man. yeah i seen that lance is a good that, dude man he's gonna he's gonna come you gotta come Fred. you gotta come to the kush house yeah i'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna pull up next time i'm in florida 
I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Miami uh, Heat versus Lakers game at the Cush House. I think well, that would be very, very proper. It. I yeah, think it's very proper. Yeah, I'll, uh, I might have to take the trek for that one. But uh, uh, I'm just the producer behind the scenes and with terrible jokes and and cuss words that apparently I'm not supposed to be saying. So you can follow uh, yeah, <laughs> at Carp. Uh, I go by Carp, but Anthony or Carp works. And uh, appreciate y'all having us on. It was fun. Yeah, and, and I just want to say like I I don't listen to every episode, oh, but. But with Miami, about but Gabby? Storm Surge. Like Gabby? No, well, we'll get to Gabby. I just want to say Storm Surge, it's worth a listen. Even if you're a Florida State fan, especially this week, go ahead and listen. They they do a great job. They really do. I listen to, a, you know, many of their shows, and, and they do great work. So, Gabby, go ahead. Thanks, Richie. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I'm Gabby Urudia. You can find me on 24-7 Sports, InsideTheU.com. I do uh, recruiting and stuff for, for University of Miami football. Um, so you can just catch any of my stuff on 24 seven sports or, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Gabby Urudia 22. Uh, I know most of you won't be able to spell that spell Urudia <laughs> out, but I'm sure you'll figure it out if you really wanted to. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, Gabby it, with Ivan stepping away, did he hand down the backpack? Like, did he pass the backpack down to you or like, how's this you know, working? Like, are you, you the know, boss or? I'm I'm not I, a lot of people talk about Andrew in the backpack. I'm honestly not very familiar with that with like the whole backpack joke, but I guess it's a thing. Um, but yeah, that's that was pretty much the idea from the start. Um, the, the pretty much the idea was to to mold me or just like groom me kind of into this role because when I when I when I first heard about this in February, the idea was that Andrew was going to take on a national role, but they just wanted to kind of like just groom someone to kind of take over for the Miami beat, but he's still local. He's still going to be doing a bunch of stuff for Miami, but he's just going to kind of have the, this like, he's a Southeast analyst now and I'm, I'm going to be the Miami guy. Uh, no, it's not really a right. thing, Gabby. Like he literally wears a backpack everywhere. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I do too. Me and Silk, I didn't realize. Me and Silk saw him at the fucking Adidas Super Bowl party, and this motherfucker had a backpack on. Everybody's eating vegan food and and drinking and, and like kind of parlaying a little bit, and this motherfucker still got a backpack on. Right. Uh, that's you know, that I'm makes sense. At a, at a party, too. no, at I was party. I was wondering what happened. Asante Samuel gets that interception against Georgia Tech. We don't have a turnover backpack now. I know where it went. Yeah, Ivan's got it. Ivan's got it. Also, shout. Congrats to you, Gabby. That's awesome, bro. Like, that's, thanks, thanks, DJ. That's super dope. Also, I like your um, I like your shirt, bro. Three stripe life. I'm I'm all about it too. So. Always three stripe life. Yeah. Um, so, all right, guys. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. I don't have anything else. Uh, um, I will echo what Richie said. There, you guys' podcast over the last year has really grown, and um, it is really really good now. It's it's awesome to hear like the growth. I listen to, I just listen to too much, so I don't catch as many as you know, I would like to, but I listened to the season preview. I thought it was very like, you know, as much of a homers as you guys are on like Twitter and stuff like that. And really bring it like as much crap as Kevin talks. I thought the season preview type show was really, really good. Um, kind of outlining the thoughts on the season. And I'm pleasantly surprised every time I, I tune into an episode of you guys is so not surprised anymore, but pleasantly entertained. So I think you guys do a great job. Follow that storm surge pod on Twitter and support sure. the uh support the big three roll up network so all right guys um we'll kick you guys out good luck this weekend i hope your team loses um go all right, all right, so i'm gonna see you <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pull up to the coach that's around like seven like right before i have game but that's what i'm doing too They're, these fools are hanging out all day and i'm like yeah my wife uh, ain't i gotta work that, bro i'll well, see you it yeah, yeah. yeah so i'll see you around then i'm 
I might get there like six or so, but I'm bringing everybody. Like I'm, bringing and I'm, I'm playing golf in the morning that I'll head over. So yeah, I'm bringing the whole family. So we're hanging out. There hey, you go. Block Ricky's view from this thing, Harlan. So I'm going to get Ricky out of here. Bro. Hey, I, I, y'all, I got to run. I got to run. All right, guys. All right. Y'all. All right. Um, Richie, I think, or uh, <laughs> who is it? Freddie. Everybody else left. So, well, actually, they're all still in here. I'm kicking everybody out so that we can finish this thing. Uh, well, but. who's re- who's setting the recording? Could, oh, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Uh, or I mean, if you just put it in the into the Zencaster, I can just grab it to you. Just text me or whatever after I can, we can figure it out. Okay, cool. I got you. All right, bye. Thanks, Kev. All right, man. I'm out. Appreciate it. See you, bro. Um, so just me afraid. I don't know. Richie must have been in trouble, bro. Like we've been on here for a long time, so I totally get it. But if you're still with us, I'm sure there are less than one people like still watching this after two and a half hours. Harlan can tell me if there are any live viewers or not, but if you hear this later, um, four, five, 45, or just five, 45, 45 people still watching this. My goodness. Y'all are, man, you know, the Kings playing right now. Oh, are they at halftime. So maybe that's it, but 45 people. Thanks for hanging out. If you endured that marathon of a podcast, um, Freddie, I appreciate you. Um, as always, man, I, I know that I was the negative Nancy and I'd love to be wrong. I'd love you guys to show hey, man, this right listen, in my face. People going to be mad about it, but it's, it's real though. Like I was talking to Jacoby McDaniel. He's like, it's no reason right now to be optimistic about this team. So they gave, they haven't given us a reason to be optimistic yet. And me, I'm trying to be optimistic this week. I hope everything finally clicks, but if we don't see it this week, it's going to be a long year. So it you is. have no reason until they and- show you otherwise. And Florida State could win this game. Don't don't get me wrong. Florida State could absolutely win this game. I just think more Florida State just needs more breaks than they'll get uh, to do it right. And so if you're picking Florida State to win this week, you're thinking that the breaks go Florida State's way. It's a rivalry game. We play a little bit better. You know, we look better than we did against Georgia Tech. Louisville's not very good. Like you're kind of counting on all those things and all those things could absolutely be true. And Florida state can win this game. My gut says that maybe two or three of those things are true, but like not all five or six. Right. So that's kind of where I lie with it, man. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love yeah, nothing too, more than to beat the hell out of these guys, bro. Like I, I, you know, if we play Florida this year, I'm telling you, Florida's an auto loss. Florida's a good team. Miami's not a great team. I think they're an above average team. But, like, I would already kind of resign myself to losing to Florida. And I know that hurts to say, too. But Miami's the one I feel like we said at the beginning of the year we could win, we have to win. Um, so, man, I'd love to beat the hell out of these guys. But, um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll um, see what happens. Before the, the season, we all picked us to beat Georgia Tech. And I think we all had Miami as a must win. So, it's more so than ever a must win. Now, if we don't win this game – I think it's just going to be tough for the guys' morale. Guys go back to their old ways. And we start seeing a lot of guys in the transfer portal and the culture issue, it it becomes a major issue after this game if we don't win. And not only that, if we don't win, if we get blown out, we can play a close game and then find a way to get the guys back on board. But if we get blown out, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, not going to be good. So we will be back with you on Saturday um in the discord go to our patreon patreon.com slash double fries pod richie and freddie and i all hang out in the chat room during the game take your questions give our comments on the game i know you don't really care about mine but freddie gives his so those are dope 
Um, so hang out with us there. Patreon.com slash double fries pod. We had about, we'll say we had seven or eight people sign up this morning or today. So if you want to support the dopest FSU podcast around then go sign up, um, we will also do an immediate reaction pod after the game that'll last for 15, 20, 30 minutes, depending on how much we want to talk. Uh, if we win, it might last an hour. If we lose, it might be 15 minutes if we get blown out. So we'll see how it goes, but we will do an immediate reaction pod for the Patreon supporters as well. Uh, you have anything you need, you can shoot a DM on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to double fries pod. Again, appreciate Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee Street, 2550 North Monroe. And appreciate everybody that tunes in and checks us out. Um, I picked the song last night. So uh, do you have one tonight, Freddie? If not, I'll give it to Harlan. Yeah, I don't got one right now. Got one for us, Harlan? Harlan, you got anything? All right. So uh, I did, after y'all kind of flew that song on me the other week, I did pick out some songs just in case this ever happened. My man came prepared. Yeah, so this is Miami week. Um, man, let's go with uh, my boy Post Malone, Thousand Bad Times, just in case we lose. Post Malone, all right, let's do it. <laughs> all right, we'll be back and see you guys on Saturday. Thanks for hanging out.
It's all the same to me It's all the same